Bring the ship up to broadcast depth. The hideout. We're going in. Into the hideout. Our country is now in the beginning of the Great Regression. Major steps are being taken backwards because those who are afraid have hijacked the government and the media. They fear diversity, creativity, and the questioning of authority. Now, more than ever, it is time to unite in a place where you can still be yourself and the freedom of expression continues to exist. Enter the hideout and be heard. What what what's new? What are you doing, Hefe? Oh, what's new, Jada? Oh, I don't know. Welcome to the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. I am El Hefe. That is uh, J Dubs. We are your hosts in this little thing we call the Hideout. But we don't want to be here alone. We really want you to visit. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041 or star 1041 if you have a singular wireless phone. That is Chunks. He is the radio bottom. He manages the AOL Instant Messenger, Real Radio Hideout, and he's now in charge of booking guests, the first of which we will talk to tonight. I booked a mosquito for tonight. That is Tommy uh, Bateman. He is our producer, executive producer. Kinda. He mans the talk and roll controls and is responsible for all the content on RealRadio.fm. Putin is the one who screens your phone calls, so be very nice to him when he calls. Otherwise, you may not get through. Again, that's 407-916-1041 and 888-978-1041. J-Dubs, I know I say it all the time. Yeah. I genuinely mean it tonight. We have a lot of good stuff on tap for this evening. Good stuff. A lot of fun audio, including a clip that I was not aware of, of Louis Farrakhan, that I cannot wait to share with you. I believe he was the former leader of the Nation of Islam. Nice. And from what I understand, uh, everyone is distancing themselves from him, except for the uh, Black Panthers. Chunks, did you book him for tonight? I wish. (laughs) In fact, if somehow Chunks would get a hold of the guy from the Black Panthers to talk to, I would love it. But uh, I've got that. Well, they just won a big game this weekend, so uh, they should be up for talking. What the hell was that? Hmm. Panthers. Now, you're Carolina Panthers. I think that's who you're thinking about. Oh, you don't want to talk to DeLome? No, this is different. This is the Black Panthers. Okay, you're confused. Mm. You're just confused. Daylight coming, I wanted DeLome? No. No? You're just confused. Mm. Okay. Um, We have a clip of a radio personality. Oh, this is gold. No, you have to have personality to be called a radio personality. <laughs> well, no, not... you just have to have a microphone. We're not going to pick on him, per se. No. But he's begging, Kinda. he's begging for his job. It really Which, what, it, what this shows you, uh, this whole clip, is how how crazy this whole business is and what it'll drive you to do if you lose your uh, spot, quote unquote, on the air. Now I have that. Um, I've also got. There's just a lot of other stuff to talk about as well. Uh, there's just so much that's there for us to get into that we didn't even uh, skim the surface yesterday. Want to remind you. Official, it's been officially decided the open door policy, which usually happens on Friday night from 9 to 11, has been moved through Thursday nights, 9 to 11. The reason is we are very excited to start the hideout open door policy, 9 to 11 Thursdays, 
because uh, afterwards it's the after party. The hideout after party, the official hideout after party, Thursday nights at Chiller's from 11.30 to 1.30, starts this Thursday night with your host, MC for the evening, presidential candidate for the year 2006, former male model, one Mr. Tommy Bateman. So Tommy Bateman kicks off the after party. But all of us will be out there hanging out. No, just Tommy. <laughs> I'll go with you, Tommy. Well, I don't want people that I like to show up. I'm there. I'll go. Chunks, you can come too. Putin. What about me? Mm. Hey. Actually, some friends were looking for you uh, yesterday. <laughs> what? When? Uh, last night after you left, I went down to my car and these guys were asking, hey, where's Hefe? And, uh, what? Yeah, it was this guy named Ben and Ben and Ben and another guy named Ben was on his way. Ah, the Bens. Yeah. I think uh, he's Dan's brother, Dan Stone's All brother. All right. <laughs> 407-916-1041 is the phone number. Now, <laughs> here's the deal. Um, the stunt has been decided from the Helmet of Pain for the Hideout Fantasy Football League. Tuttle lost this week, managing only 35 points. You can You can keep up. With uh with the Hideout Fantasy Football League on RealRadio.fm, and the stunt for this week was the loser had to get dressed up like a mouse and crawl across the Hideout floor here in the Clear Channel compound, uh, a floor littered with mouse traps. Now here's the thing: on Friday, Tuttle came in worried that he would lose this week. Mm-hmm. And switched out with chunks, saying basically Tuttle gets a, a pass from stunting whenever he does lose, so he took chunks's icy hot. Yeah, last week uh, chunks lost in the fantasy football, and he had to put icy hot in, on his junk. But instead of chunks putting icy hot on his junk, Tuttle stepped up to the plate, did it for him, and the next time Tuttle lost. Chunks will have to do the stunt for him. As it turns out, it is this week. Helmet of pain. And Chunks has lost, essentially, through Tuttle losing. Mm-hmm. So that means Thursday night, during the new Thursday night open door policy, Chunks will be crawling across the floor here in the hideout, dressed as a mouse, as it is littered with mouse traps. I tell you, the helmet of pain this year... Is already starting off much more hardcore than it was last year. Yeah, absolutely. So far, this is going to be a rough. I I I would be a little bit uh, shaky about doing this stunt. I'd be I'd be afraid of it. Fingers could be broken. Yeah, definitely. Fingers and toes could be broken. Chunks, what are you thinking, bro? Not think, worried about it. Think if one of these things jumped up and grabbed you by the sack. That's better than icy hot on it. I'm serious. I'm not worried about it. I think this is actually probably the easiest one. I made out good in this trade. Because the one... yeah, I, We're going to like litter the whole floor with these mouse traps. Well, well, one side of them, yeah. yes. And he'll be crawling across here, and I've seen this done before, and these things jump up in the air. Once one starts going, all of them start flying up at you. They could get you on the nose. I... Yeah. I saw this in Jackass the movie. It's no easy, uh, well, easy bit, bro. We're blindfolded though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that'll protect your eyes somewhat. 
but it won't protect your boys. Or your lips or your nose. Like, I use any of those things anyway. That is true. Yeah. If you could smell yourself, it would. All right. Matt Albert brings up a good point. Mouse traps or rat traps? Ooh. I would love to change it up right now, but we can't. Mouse is bad enough. Yeah. I mean, mouse is good. It's just what the rats are bigger, right? Yeah. No, nah, mouse is fine. The, the rat ones are bigger and they have more force behind them because they have to snap that big rat back. Now I thought the winners, the four winners, the who actually won this week mm-hmm. in their in their uh, in their matches. How about they also get to go up each and snap one off uh, on Chunks' body? Like, snap one of the mouse traps. Like, hold like it, it and kind of toss it at him? Yeah. Wait, why is this stuff decided afterwards? Because you lost? Yeah, because I lost. I call the Achilles heel. I get the pinky. I get the taint. All right, I got tongue. All right, Chunks, it'll be fine. You're fine. Can I switch it to man boob? Ooh, nip. All right, you got to do it shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what rat have you ever seen with a shirt on? Yeah. You get your you get your uh, boxers so, and that's it. So then everyone else, when mouse traps John, will have to do it the same way, right? Yes. Unless it goes so horrifically wrong afterwards that we have to take it out of the helmet of no. <laughs> It could. You never know. Management may say, "Hey, no, it's not going to happen." Again. Can't do that anymore. Chunks lost. Lord knows that happens uh, in other stuff. Chunks lost an eye and a ring finger. Ring. <laughs> It's not like you're going to get married. Fingers, can you? Oh, yeah. He's also going to lose, you know. Have you seen the picture of, we talked about it before, but the the mousetrap on the dude's junk, like he did it? No. It is seriously, quite possibly, the most uh, terrifying picture you've ever seen. Is everyone really scared of this mousetrap stunt? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's... Thursday night, open door policy, 9 to 11. Afterward, we go to Chillers. You know, I'm not really happy about it, but I'm not scared about it. I would should be. be. Does anybody have one that they can bring up tonight? We can give you a prize if you can bring up a mousetrap. Yeah, just uh, bring us up a mousetrap just so we can show Chunks what he's in for because we have a bunch of them we're going to lay down. But I want him just to see one snap. Will you snap your finger in one tonight? Just to kind of... No. Who, me? Yeah. Yeah, I'll do it. Why? <laughs> okay, you said it. Yeah, I got no problem with it. Oh, you're a moron, bro. You're an absolute moron. Why? No, it's good. It's good. I'm, you're tough. You're a good guy. You are a very smart, tough man. Uh, you guys never say that. Now I'm getting worried. You never compliment me, J-Dub. That's what worries me. No, you're smart. No. You're... You're a good person. I've learned to do opposite everything you said. That means I'm stupid and I'm an idiot. How about instead of he does it on a finger, on uh, earlobe? Earlobe's pretty bad. No, it's good. That'll make you smarter. It'll make you hear better. <laughs> what? Exactly. Hmm. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Real fast, too. On the uh, Well, I'll talk about it when we get back, J-Dubs. Yeah. Uh, as my heart was ripped out of my chest last night while watching Monday Night Football. Just I, I had a smile. I know you did. I was grinning. We'll take a break. We'll come back. So much more. Also, what do you want to talk about? 
It's up to you. 407-916-1041, star-1041 in your singular wireless phones. Last night was genuinely one of those nights where I would have gotten a DUI. And I'll tell you why next. It's a Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Welcome back into the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. Seth and Dubs, um, Tuesday night? That's right. Wow. Closer to hump day. Closer to lost. <laughs> you still have Nip Tuck tonight. Um, I haven't gotten into that yet. What's wrong with you? And obviously you're supposed to record all these shows and watch them after. TiVo's a beautiful thing. I really do. I uh, need to get one of those TiVo's. All right, 407-916-1041, Again, Thursday night open-door policy. It's Thursdays instead of Fridays, 9 to 11. Then we all head to Chillers for the official hideout after party hosted mm-hmm. by Tommy Bateman this week. And Thursday night in the open-door policy, Chunks will be doing the mousetrap stunt from the Helmet of Pain. Willie, you're in the hideout on Royal Radio. What do you got, Willie? Hey, Willie. Well, I just wanted to tell Chunks that those traps are extremely fast to catch a mouse, and how many mouse mice have you seen get away? No, that, and, and then too, it's like the force. Now, does the mouse trap actually kill the mouse, or is that's it, the plan? Sometimes it doesn't, but they just it's stay supposed there. to kill them. They're fast enough that it only gets a tail or a foot, but when it does what it's supposed to do, it does some damage. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, break the back! I can't wait for this. This is uh, Thursday <laughs> night. You should come up, Willie. Man, be a part of it. All right, people are saying, Bill says, Wild Bill says, have Chunks nibble some peanut butter off of the mousetrap. <laughs> his a- tongue, just put his tongue right on there? Mm-hmm. I like that. Don't worry, Chunks, your reaction time's fast enough where you'll be able to jump out of the way. You're quick. Mm. You're smart. You're good. I speak good. Yes, you do. I always talk good. Now, speaking of football real fast, mm-hmm. Cowboys last night. I was watching that. The, on, the only bigger collapse that I've seen in sports is the Yankees last year mm-hmm. in the World Series. I mean, for Tuna, Bill Parcells, to lose that game and uh, kind of destroy his perfect record in positions like that, that has to be just crushing for him. And here's I'm from Dallas, mm-hmm. grew up a Dallas Cowboys fan. And to watch this, ironically, for the last two years, I worked for the Washington Redskins Radio Network last year doing the post-game show. Yeah. And I knew how inept these skins were, especially offensively. Yeah. I had my defense going. I specifically picked up the Cowboys' defense to play the Redskins in fantasy football. Well, usually I... that would be a good lock on getting some defensive points for your fantasy football team. Now, luckily, I am not die hard about... The Cowboys, the way you are about the Lions, mm-hmm. and the way that I am about the Dallas Mavericks. However, I, it was still a debacle uh, of tremendous proportions of Monday Night Football that had I been out with a group of friends who knew that I was a Cowboys fan, um, you guys would have been heckling me to the point that I would have been drinking and drinking and drinking to forget about the collapse right there. But you weren't in a position where you could get nah, completely hammered? I was just sitting at home. TJ, you're in the hideout on Real Radio. What's going on, guys? Great show. Welcome edition. Thank you, buddy. Uh, biggest collapse in sports I've ever seen myself is uh, I used to be a Dallas fan myself until they got rid of Jimmy Johnson for no ungodly reason. Yeah. Today. 
Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, the Houston Oilers that year that they got beat by Buffalo, they were beating them 35 to oh, 3 going yeah. time in a playoff game. I actually, I do remember. Wasn't it like Frank Reich or somebody like that, like yeah, a backup it was quarterback? Funny. It was yeah, Mac Reich. Was that his, Frank Wright? What was his name? It was something like that. And, was, and then on top of it, that guy's got the biggest comeback in college history also. I do remember that game because I was actually in Houston at the time. I was growing up and uh, my mom lived in Houston. We were watching that game for a party, and it was amazing. Yeah, un- unrelated story. My high school got blown up by Aldine School District that same weekend or about two weekends before that, which Aldine's in Houston. Yes. A powerhouse in 6A. Just a powerhouse. So. I appreciate it, TJ. Thank right, you, man. buddy. Good, good luck to the Cowboys. Thanks, man. Now, uh, do you remember, I think it was two years ago on a Monday night game, when our buddy Fez took off the night to go watch the <laughs> Buccaneers, and he was you know, loving life for a little bit. I thought bit. he was sick. Yeah, he was sick, whatever. He, uh, he went home to watch the game, and... Right at the end, they just started losing it. And what was it, a 21-point comeback in the fourth quarter by the uh, Colts? Oh, you know what? I think it was that. So it wasn't the biggest, but for the... Here's why I think it's one of the biggest. Well, that one was, you know, there there wasn't that much time even left in the fourth quarter when this one happened to the 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 Cowboys. Plus the fact, too, that the Redskins' offense has literally been inept for five years. The the, uh, Cowboys were pitching a shutout there. You know, there was no points scored the whole game. Those were those two touchdowns were the first points put on the board by touchdowns the whole season for so the far. Redskins. Yeah. yeah, Keith, you're in the hideout on already. What do you got, Keith? Hey, uh, listen, I, you know, I hear you guys talking about these comebacks in sports and that, and um, down here, you know, you know, you guys have been what about six months down here right mm-hmm. now? Yeah, just about. Well, college is king. College football down here is king, and in and in '95. It was 31 to 3, University of Florida over Florida State, with 12:40 left in the fourth quarter. Oh my goodness! And Florida State scored 28 points uh-huh. in 12:40 and tied the game. And of course, that was back when ties were. You know, they didn't have a playoff in. Oh no! Yeah, uh, that has to be the worst uh, feeling in the world. Was, you know, around here, that was like uh, you know all these Gator fans and all these Seminole fans were freaking out. Of course, I'm a Seminole fan. I was right there at the, at the game watching it, oh. and uh, the Gator fans were all crapping themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Keith. Appreciate that, man. It's always fun to. Cause here's the thing: in a, in a, you were pulling for the skins and sorts, right? Um, I started to once I saw they had a chance, because I didn't really care. Actually, I was I had money on the uh, the uh, Cowboys. So I kind of wanted the Cowboys to win, but when I saw it just slipping away from Dallas, it made me feel good. I felt happy. For one, I, I saw the joy on the Redskins' faces. A it's joy like, of just it, almost Super Bowl proportions. You know, they were just feeling that good. It was like they'd won the Super Bowl. Exactly. Like you said. All right, TV Sky says it was Frank Reich. It was 93 Against Houston, 35-3 at halftime, final score 41-38 in OT. I'm surprised you were able to pull that uh, name out of there. I know. I don't know how I remember. Well, I'm telling. I do know how I remember because it was a it was a it was a it was a playoff party that my parents were throwing oh. in Houston, and the mood was just awful. Oh, yeah. I imagine. That's why you never throw a party where like the emotions are that high. You sit and you watch it alone. Right. Jeff, you're in the hideout on Real Radio. What do you got, Jeff? Hey. Uh... 
uh, listen, y'all, uh, up until I was born and raised in Dallas, I'm a huge Cowboys fan. And up until that game last night, the worst game I'd ever seen was back in uh, Thanksgiving Day when Leon let in a uh, oh. slid into the ball. Oh. And Miami ended up winning that game, which was a bad game. But that game last night, if I quit smoking, would drive me back to smoke again. Yeah, Dubs, in fact, that should have been your reason right there to smoke again. Thank you, Jeff. If I was the Lions, I would have had a cigarette. Now, what? speaking of Leon Lett, is he, like, the best player that has just that, that stink on him now? Well, that and Bill the, Buckner, of course. Well, that and then the Coke problems didn't help him. But remember Leon Lett? That's a normal Dallas thing, isn't it? All right. Well, you know, it gets hot. you got to do something to cool down. Yeah. And cocaine always helps. Yeah, that doesn't make you sweat at all. <laughs> but he, uh... That's actually something interesting I like to talk about later. Why is it cocaine's always big in, like, the hot places? I know. When really you should be using it to keep warm up north in, like, Michigan. But... Leon Lett, you had the Super Bowl thing mm-hmm. where he was running back uh, the fumble. The wrong way. Well, no, not the no, wrong way. That, that was one where he fumbled it. He, stick it, he sticks it out to showboat, <laughs> and then the guy knocks it out of his hand. And then that Thanksgiving day, and he's absolutely right. And you, you guys here in Florida probably remember that with Miami and the blocked field goal and then touching it. Oh, it was so awful. Yeah, he's right up there, but he doesn't have the same, quite the same thing as Bill Buckner. No, because it wasn't a whole uh, curse thing on on the Cowboys at the time, and just yeah, that stink on on Buckner and Leon Lett. Now, why would you uh, light up smoking again? Because the, the Lions losing isn't that big a deal. It happens all the time. But when you are when you're like, finally, we got a good victory coming, and it. Just it turns around in those last few minutes by a team like the Redskins. Oh, uh, John, you're in the hideout on Road Radio. What do you got, John? Hello, Effie. What's up, dude? Hey, I hate the tuna. I <laughs> hate the tuna. Why do you hate tuna? He coaches not to lose. If you coach not to lose, you are going to be a loser. Since last night, I became an ex. Cowboy fan. All right, you can't just turn your now, back on the America's team. Hefe, you told me this earlier, though. In a rivalry like that, you got to go for the jugular. You always and, and, and FSU and uh, U of F uh, fans know any big rivalry: Red Sox, uh, Yankees, Cowboys, Skins. Any big rivalry in sports, mm-hmm. you always go for the jugular. In fact, there's these unwritten rules about running up the score. Yeah. I think the only time you should be able to run up the score is when you are playing a rival. Because then you just add more fuel to the fire. You add it, more fuel to the fire, and you're you're pleasing the fans. Exactly. Because the fans want to see you at each other's throats. Now, here's the thing. I would have gotten a DUI last night if I had been out at like a Hooters or something watching this game. Because I'd have been drinking to uh, drown out the sorrow. I don't know if I can really go to a Hooters that often anymore i was on uh i love hooters i i love the food i was on uh the smoking gun this weekend and they posted actually the employer's uh the employee guide that all hooters girls have to read through and sign at the end and everything and there's some there's some interesting stuff on this thing all right you know what let's take a break and come back with it okay um you actually have a copy of the guide yeah they uh they posted it on uh TheSmokingGun.com. The All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. It would be interesting to see what these girls have to uh, go through to be Hooters chicks. There's a lot of stuff here. Right. And it, it, it kind of teaches a few things, and it uh, tells you a few things to do. All right, quick break. We'll come back. It's the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. 
your sore in places you've never been sore before. Monsters in the Morning. Real Radio 104.1. Every nine minutes, a person in the U.S. dies from colon cancer. My dad was one of them. I'm Kevin Richardson of the Backstreet Boys, and it's time we start talking about colon cancer. Talk to your parents about getting screened. Get in their face. It could save their life. Visit the Colon Cancer Alliance at ccalliance.org. Our folks always say... From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. For ideas on spending time with your family, visit family.mormon.org. On 9-11, we witnessed just how important firefighters and police are. I'm Harold Schaeberger, president of the International Association of Firefighters. There's an important step these guys take before becoming a hero. Registration with Selective Service. Men, if you're turning 18, by law, you must register with Selective Service. If you don't, you may become ineligible for jobs, job training, and money for college. So register online at sss.gov. It's a simple patriotic gesture that says you're ready to step in when your country needs you. J-Dub's coming up tonight in the hideout. So much to get to, including prizes, the hideout headline game show. Some of the stuff that we have to give away tonight include a pair of tickets to Henry Rollins live at the House of Blues, DVD copy of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, a uh, pair of tickets to see Queensryche live at the House of Blues, Black Label Society at the House of Blues, Ticketmaster.com for all of these. So make sure you uh, hit it up. We'll be right back in a couple of moments. Dubs has this thing, uh, I guess from the smokinggun.com, the, uh, it's the Hooters uh, employee guide. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of interesting things on here. It teaches you how to be a Hooters girl and uh, what they like over there at the Hooters. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back more of that. It's the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. Oh, yeah! All right, welcome back into the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. Thursday night open door policy. Uh, from now on, at least for the uh, foreseeable future, we're on the same wavelength, me and you. Yeah, it happens that way. We're good people. And that will be uh, partly so we can all head out afterwards to the official hideout after party at Chillers, downtown Orlando, Church Street, hosted by Tommy Bateman this week. But during the open-door policy, uh, the payoff for the Helmet of Pain stunt for the Hideout Fantasy Football League the loser this week was Tuttle. However, it is Chunks who will be stunting for Tuds because of the whole switcheroo that happened last Friday. Tuds took the icy hot, so Chunks will be crawling through the mouse traps. Joining us on the phone, J Dubs, Hideout General Manager Tuttle. Tuttle, what's up, brother? See, I, at the time I didn't think I would be using my you know get out of stunt card this early, but damn, um, it was a two points. I suck. Yeah, it would. I was, and here's the thing: you had everybody starting. I mean, you had a whole bunch of pl- you had all your players going. It was yeah. just a bad week for those players. Yeah, I know. I, I really think um, we need to do like a realignment here, where like I'm, a, you can treat me as an expansion team. You get to protect <laughs> your best player, and I get to pick one of the players off your team. <laughs> Here's the thing: uh, I have a feeling you'll do better next week. I don't know why, because I don't think 32 points is possible. Yeah, not two weeks in a row. It would just. It, it seems like actually. Uh, a really, really awful thing. Let me ask you, because people want to know. Mm-hmm. Did you throw this weekend's uh, fantasy football so that Chunks would have to do the mouse traps? Uh, of course not. That, honestly, listen, man. I'm, I'm the hideout general manager. Why would I do something like that? To hurt Even Chunks. though me and Chunks had a great time hanging out Saturday night at uh, Slow and Low. Yeah, which, by the way, sounded uh, awesome for uh, SBK Live. So, Chunks, now, Tuttle, will you be here Thursday night to uh, watch Chunks crawl through the mousetraps? 
Yes, and I'll definitely be there, and Chunks, I will not be saving you from this one. So This is all you, Chunks. That's all right. I'm not worried about Chunks it. Chunks will be topless uh, in a mouse costume, <laughs> crawling through. Homemade. I want him to make a homemade mouse costume for his own stunt. <laughs> crawling through the mouse traps. All right, Mr. Tuttle, thank you very much, my friend. All right, I, is it true that I heard that Chunks really isn't wearing a mouse costume? It just looks like he's wearing a mouse costume with all the fur on his back? <laughs> Actually, and the, the, the ears mm-hmm. and the rat-like tail he calls a wang? Right. In fact, that's what I want you to do. I want you to tuck so that it looks like a little small tail. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be pretty funny. It would be the greasiest rat ever. It is. Thanks, Tuttle. <laughs> well, maybe maybe, maybe you just start poking cotton, then uh, that'll be your tail. <laughs> Thank, All right, guys. Thanks, Thank Tuds. You. Oh, boy. I can't wait for Thursday night in the open door policy. 9 to 11. Helmet of pain, stunt time. Lisa, you're in the hideout on Rural Radio. What do you got, Lisa? Well, I have a question for you guys. I'm a single aunt, and I have a 12-year-old mm-hmm. nephew who loves football. Right. Um, there's no uncle in the picture, but he um, I've taught him everything that I know about football. <laughs> and I was wondering maybe if there's, like, a book or a video game, because he loves, he has a PS2, and he loves playing video you games. Know, you know, the video game is the greatest way to go with uh, teaching football. Mm-hmm. It gets people into the rules that you you learn the rules because you have to learn the rules to uh, play the game correctly, and then you start knowing the players and what players are good and bad. So video games are definitely a good way. Yeah, definitely. I would uh, you know support the local company too in uh, EA Sports and go pick up the Madden 2006. And actually, Lisa, you should probably play with them. That's some good bonding time. Some mm-hmm. uh, some uh, guardian um, kid, you know, <laughs> kind of uh, video game uh, stuff. I think that's good. Well, he's got a great spiral. He's got a great arm and a great spiral for me, so. All right, well, very good. All right, Lisa. Well, we can get out of that pocket. <laughs> I hope that helps. She seems to know What's a lot. pocket? That's, that's a football term. Hmm? Pocket. Step they don't up. have pockets on their uh, uniforms? You step up into the pocket to throw the ball. Hmm. Is this some kind of Gulliver's Travel thing? I guess. <laughs> now, you were... All right, Matt Howard says the best book is called Why Daddy Left You. <laughs> oh my God! It's a holiday. It's a long book. Um, now, Dubs, you say you have this employee handbook. Yes, I do. I have the uh, handbook for Hooters that I found on which, by the way, thesmokinggun.com. I will say I love going to a Hooters to watch a sporting event. I love going to a Hooters to watch, like, pay-per-view, mm-hmm. uh, these, like a wing house, too, these kinds of things. I love it. I mean, there, there's a lot of things in there that you would expect to find. You know, uh, they mentioned that entertainment through sex appeal is the look that they try to, you know, instill in their place. And uh, they have a lot of other stuff in here, like on page one, just because this is a handbook, it's kind of a disclaimer, just because it's a handbook is no way a guide to how to give men hands. So What? Yeah, they, they just want you to know it's a handbook, not a handy book. What the hell? Which, I, I don't think you need to preface that before doing it, but... I didn't think any of these... Oh. I find it tough to believe you, so you got this on thesmokinggun.com? Mm-hmm. If you go there, you can find this. Uh, it also says, please sign the bottom of each page, because you have to sign as you read it. Mm-hmm. Please sign in a number two red crayon. What? I didn't know that they were uh, labeled. Page one. 
Right, hold on. I'm going to the smoking gun. Okay. Oh, also, uh, I guess there's a problem with gum at Hooters. So uh, due to the constant problems with chewing gum ending up in Hooters girls' hair, uh, are, gum is strictly prohibited and in parentheses. That means you can't have none. What, gum? Yeah. I don't understand why. I was on page three. All right, hold on. It's in the Hooters yeah. employee guide. On page six, if customers ask, are you going to college, uh, you answer, yes, I'm going to be a lawyer. It works every time, I guess. <laughs> now, that's always... Oh. Uh, that, that, that's always, like, number one. <laughs> yeah. I'm here for school. Oh, I'm just working here until I get through school. I'm going to be a lawyer. Sure you are. What? Now, hold on a second. Huh. Our buddy Lefty is engaged to a very wonderful Hooters girl who is going to be like... No, she's majoring in like... Uh, she's getting her master's in like biogenetics or something. <laughs> so she's really smart. <laughs> I want to learn how to make boobs and butts bigger and better. Hmm. Right, hold oh, on. Uh, also, on page 10, if an old man comments on uh, on your buttocks, giggle and mess up a math problem. <laughs> that's how that's how you handle a situation <laughs> like that. Hey, didn't Lefty say something about his uh, Hooters chick? What? Something He said something about her and sailing. Play the loosest slots in the port. Ah, what is what? that? Come on. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> All right, hold on a second. Steve, you're on the hideout on Rural Radio. What's up, Steve? I was talking about the single aunt, Lisa, that's got the little nephew that lives with her. She has guardianship of. Right. If um, she can call me, I can get her some tickets to go see the Bucks play or the Dolphins or the Jaguars. Really? How yeah. are you How are you going to do this? You got you work for a company or something that has them? Yeah. But here's the thing. I, too, am uh, mentoring inner city youth, and I could really use tickets for the uh, for the Bucks game. This weekend, so I don't know if mentoring you want to... or molesting. No, mentoring. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, you, yeah. Know, you know what, Steve? Hold on a second. I'm gonna get your info, Lisa. If you'd like to call back, we'll put you in yeah. touch with Steve. Yeah. Nice. Now, also in this uh, Hooters employee guide on page 13, please do not bring your personal problems into Hooters. They don't want you bringing uh, your own troubles into work, of course, because mm-hmm. you need to be doing a job there. Trust us. You'll develop plenty by working here. What? That will only be reversed by years of therapy. What? Yeah. So, and why is Sir Gary agreeing? Yeah. That's his thing. Right, yeah. Hold yeah. on a second. What? I'm on page 13 on this, thesmokinggun.com. That's not on there. On page 15, to keep to our high Hooters girl standards, remember, Hooters girls don't poop. Ever. Now that not is, at all, not at work or at home. Now, that one I would like to believe is true. They're constantly taking the... Uh, yeah. What is the name? Imodium AD? That keeps you from pooping? Or does that flush it out? No, that one keeps you from doing that. Nice. Matt Albert, get... Matt Albert told me because I guess he took that when he was taking the train down oh. from D.C. And he just didn't want to have to poop on the train. I don't blame him. All right, hold on a second. I think we may uh, have Lisa back, trying to get those tickets from Steve who just called. Uh, Lisa, you're in the hideout on Rural Radio. Yeah, hey, I just wanted to get set up for those Bucks tickets. All right, this isn't, uh, that's not Lisa. Hold on. What the hell? Now, the last ten pages of this uh, Hooters guide is kind of odd. 
Page 20 says, no, you cannot have the Hooters Owls autograph. It starts off right on top of page 20 like that. I'm on page 20 now, and I don't see it. It goes on and on, and on page 26, the, the owl isn't even real. Please stop asking for the autograph. Four pages later, uh, page 30, for 10 pages now, you've been asking for the Hooters uh, cartoon autograph. You're perfect for the job. You're hired. So it looks looks like they have uh, some kind of little mind test going on with the last 10 pages. I want to be with the Hooters. Or like a mind test. I really want to be with one. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. It's a hideout row radio 104.1. Cool. But apparently whatever it is. It's big and cool, but well under $10,000. Which still leaves room for big and cool. Yeah. Here you go. Here's a pen. Which is well under (laughs) (laughs) $10,000. All right. So that's the thing at the Chillers hideout after parties. Jeez. Bring bring, (laughs) whoever brings the most buddies with them ends up winning something well under $10,000. Why even preface that? Why just say... Ends up winning a prize? A nice prize. A considerably nice prize. I've been asleep for Something most Something fairly of the, decent. For most of the day, so I don't know. I'm guessing the other shows have read that <laughs> during their breaks. <laughs> I read the whole thing in its entirety, Yeah, real. I want to hear it Hold on, full but, form. But do we have circus music? I think circus music will go really well with that Before as, uh, as bed music. I think Chunks is going to find that. 407-916-1041, and star-1041 in your singular wireless phones. And by the way, we moved the open-door policy to Thursday nights, so that way we can all just head out to Chellers. All right, you ready, Chunks? Here we go. Join the hideout this Thursday night from 1130 to 130 for the hideout after party at Chillers on Church Street in downtown Orlando. Bring your party to the real radio table and the party with the most people wins a real radio prize pack worth well under $10,000. Brought to you by Chillers and Real Radio 104.1. we got a comedian writing for us. So is that the promotion staff, like writing bits and stuff? <laughs> I need, uh, need them to you know, work out some of my humor. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to email them everything I write and say, hey, punch this up. Do you mind doing a little ghost writing? <laughs> oh. This isn't funny yet. Listen to Make Bill it. Hendry for your chance to win a crap prize. No, Coming up. Don't listen tonight. Um, I'm not editing him. <laughs> what? Yeah. He's live. Um, all right, let's take a quick break and we'll come back. Chunks, are we uh, going to talk to our guest next? Yes, we are. All right, beautiful. It's usually the hideout with El Jefe and J-Dubs. Next, it'll be the hideout with El Jefe, the Dove, and J-Dub. We'll talk to her next. Huh? There's a woman who has stolen your name. The Dove? And she's running for mayor of Raleigh, North Carolina. We'll talk to her next in the hideout. Row Radio 104.1. What's happening, though? I'm like, critics, you can kiss my whole ass. If you don't like my lyrics, you can press fast forward. All right, welcome back into the hideout. Row Radio 104.1. I'm I'm Al Jefe. That is J-Dubs. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041, star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. People ask us all the time, where do we get our quote-unquote radio names? By the way, these are not radio names. These are our birth-given birth certificate on names. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the actual story. Right, Alex Venezia? Right. Yes. <laughs> it's my real name. <laughs> Jokes out. 
All right, now, Dubs got his name because while we were working together in Michigan, I, and more so then than you do now, mm-hmm. but at that point, I truly believed, and if we got pictures, I think B will be able to uh, agree, that you looked like Jay-Z but white. And because of that, I mean... Who's, who's changed, Jay-Z or me? You, you got a little fatter. Oh, come on, I've lost the weight again. You're a little hairier. Yeah, I have gotten a little hairier. I used to be a nice hairless uh, boy. Although when you when you do like clean shave like your face and stuff and like mm-hmm. have it close cropped, you do look a little bit more like Jay Z. And if you wore because you always used to wear like skull caps too. Yeah. So and his real name is uh, Justy Justy Johnson. So J for the Justy, mm-hmm. and then Dubs came from because I thought you know white Jay Z whitey so W, so. To make it cool, Dubs. So J-Dubs was the evolution of your name, essentially. Yep. It kind of went from, hey, you kind of look like Jay-Z, to why don't you be named after it for the rest of your life? <laughs> your rest of your radio <laughs> career. <laughs> Which really, when you think about it, it's uh, moronic. And short. So right. I guess it's not that bad. In fact, I was thinking that the other day, too. Am I stuck with the name El Jefe forever? Oh, I know. Imagine if we're still doing the we- stupid show when we're 50. And people oh, are calling well, no. me J-Dubs. What about when we turn 30? Yeah. I, we genuinely can't have the names Hefe and Dubs when we turn 30, can we? How about the Johnson and Cruz show? That works for me. Okay. Fine. So anyway, um, actually our buddy uh, Ron sent this to Tommy, who forwarded it to me, and we had to have her on. There is, I believe, in R- Durham, North Carolina... A woman by the name of Jackie Wagstaff, who is running for mayor. Now, she has a whole platform, and some people even have even called her, quote-unquote, too gangster for government. Now, she recently adopted the nickname J-Dub. So joining us in the hideout right now, the hideout... This is going to be freaky. This is going to be like, you know, Spock versus Spock stuff. <laughs> joining us in the hideout right now, the hideout with El Jefe and J-Dubs... Uh, candidate for mayor. SummerSlam 1994, Undertaker versus Undertaker. Candidate for mayor in Durham, North Carolina, Jackie Wagstaff or J Dub. J Dub, how are you? I'm, I'm fine. good. Uh, no, Dubs, don't don't get me confused here. Um, first of all, Jackie, the other reason I wanted to talk to you as well, other than the fact that you have the name J Dub, yes, right. that you've recently coined, is you're really bringing a fresh perspective to politics. Right. What's going on there in Durham, and why do you think that you're going to be able to change things? Well, what's happening in Durham is we have a new generation of voters. We have a lost generation that um, we we have a select group of, I call them selected elected officials. They're not elected, they're selected. And they've become um, a group of people that kind of continue to be a recycling list. Creepy. And I think that the people in Durham are a younger group, and I believe in young people. I've worked 20 years in the business of working with young, at-risk youth. Same with and me. I've been out there a long time. I'm not that old, but I'm old enough to understand that we need to start looking at what youth can bring to the table. All right, Jackie Waxaf, a mayoral candidate for Durham, North Carolina. Now, are you talking about where it's kind of the same people over and over again that are getting elected? Like, even if you look at, like, presidential-wise, like, on a right. real big scale... It could be scary because we could go from the first Bush to Clinton, Clinton to Bush, Bush, 
possibly in 2008, back to Clinton or maybe even another Bush in Jeb. Right. So it's that kind of same thing. Or there are just a select few people who get to run government. You know, right. in a while it could go dub to dub. Dub right. to dub, and then J-dubs moves up, and it's dub to dub to dubs to dubs. Oh, God. Now, people are saying that you're too gangster for government. What is this, Jackie? Well, I, I don't think I'm too gangster. People might say that because they kind of call me the bad girl of government in Durham because I'm not a part of the norm. I'm not a part of the clique. I've actually been able to enter the system non-traditionally. I've been voted in by my constituents, and I've been able to enter a, a system that wasn't designed for people like me. I'm not wealthy. I'm not rich. I'm just one of the people. I face the same adversities the people I fight for, which I consider them to be the disenfranchised. Now, J -Dub the people that normally wouldn't be a part of the electoral body. J.W., you've, yeah. you've also uh, been uh, evicted several times. I have not. Notice it for non-payment of rent. That just kind of makes you an average person, and so you're, that's right. what you're trying to connect with, right? Why are you lying about and, me? and I am an average person because I've gone through hard times, too. I've had the situation where I went through a, a a difficult separation, and, you know, at that time I had two young kids and had to go I through mean. some things. So I can kind of relate to what I'm hearing on the street and what I'm seeing in the part, in the community. And the community is suffering, and we have a lot of elected officials that basically have disconnected from the community. They are big business, and I tell people all the, all the time, just because you look like you're big business doesn't mean you're conducting business. I'm a person like this. I may not be about big business at this point, but it doesn't mean that I can't conduct business. I, I do it all. J-Dub, let yeah. me ask you. No, J-Dub, not J-Dubs. We'll, right. we'll clarify now. J-Dub, okay. let me ask you. Does that mean that the other candidates are wanksters? Yes. Right. Uh, I'm not, I, I don't try to swing mud at the other candidates, but I don't know what's going on. See, this is where state, we differ. I know what's going on in Durham. I know Dub doesn't like to sling mud. I get off on it. So, so I, yeah. I, I do. I do enough of that here in Durham on my own political playing ground. Is but your playing ground think, covered in tarp? Well, uh, you could say that too. <laughs> All right, now, Jada, <laughs> let me ask you this: You've actually gone so, so far. I just say you're getting gang members to help sign up uh, youth voters between the ages of 18 and 21 for the big right. primary uh, going on in October 11th. Right. How how are people taking to that, especially in the fact that you're getting gang members? How are people uh, reacting to that there in Durham where you're running well, for mayor? There's always a resistance when you try to do something that's unusual and different. There's always a resistance. And it's just like churches, when you have old people that hold churches hostage and they're not, they're not receptive of change. Well, change is difficult, but I believe that change is the key to endless possibilities. So that's how I look at it. And I believe in young people. I think all young people have a chance to be great but what we do here in Durham is we decide that because of maybe some past actions of groups of young people that that determines that all young people cannot be a part of this process I think young people can bring something to the table right now that could actually overturn what's happening in Durham we have I don't know if you know it but there is a growing gang problem perceived to be in Durham but for me I don't think we have a gang problem. We have a crime problem, and we have a problem with not dealing with the youth in general in Durham and providing things for them so they won't be out there doing things they shouldn't be doing. That's our problem, not the gang. Now, do you think do you think what these uh, gang members need is a cute white teacher? 
Well, I'm not saying they need a cute white teacher, but I think they need somebody in the classroom that's receptive and conscious of what they're going through. And right now, Dumb is not ready to receive that and not ready to understand what's going on with these gang members. Everybody wants to belong. And I tell people, I'm a part of the school board. I'm a part of a gang that's called But Dumb she can teach them poetry. Go ahead, Jackie. And... Every time I'm elected, I become a part of a gang. When you join a fraternity, a sorority, yeah. you're part of a gang. The problem here in Durham is that the people that are ending up in some of these so-called gangs that are holding Durham hostage right now, they're creating some problems because they're conducting some activities that are not quite uh, legal and ethical. But it doesn't mean that it can't be changed. Behavior can be changed. We're talking about children. And, for the, and I can tell anyone, I am an adult. And I haven't found a child yet, whether you're involved in a gang or whether you do whatever you're doing, that I can't outwit mentally. So uh, I don't allow it to happen with me. I try to do that. I work with children here at Real Radio, and it's been really tough for me to try to outwit them. All right, Jackie Wagstaff, also known as J-Dub, running for right. mayor in Durham, North Carolina. How are you gonna? How are you gonna make like you say the gangster thing? How do you? How are you gonna bring that to government? Like, what type of organizational skills? Because well, she's gonna, she's gonna go act, ask the uh, well, my, fat white well, teacher who's next door. Well, <laughs> well, my background is in organizing. I'm a community organizer by trade. I've spent 20 years doing that. So uh, one thing that I know I'm good at, I have the gift of gab, and I'm good at organizing people around issues. And I'm real good at working with children because I've done that for a long time and working in the hood. So but, I don't have a problem with that. If, if, if the kid gets an A, will you take him to dinner? What? Yes, I would. That's great. You know what, Jackie? I really got to say, and I and I mean this, too. I've said this for the longest time. Politics needs a shakeup. Yes, we need do. it to stop being the same people over and over. Now the now the mayor who got who won in Durham last go round got 85% of the vote. Right. Do you think you could genuinely take this guy down, Bill Bell? I think that what is happening in Durham right now, people are ready for a change. And the reason he got 85% of the vote, he really didn't have any opposition. You have to understand who's running. If you don't have strong opposition, it's easy because he is typical politics in Durham because he has spent 30-some years in politics. He's been a county commissioner. He served as county commissioner chair. And he's been two terms in the mayor's office, but he hasn't had any opposition. Now I'm going to give him opposition. I actually, you know what? I think it's going to happen. I think I absolutely believe J Dub will be the next mayor of Durham, North Carolina. Now, whatever you do, do not make them write their name on the board, or you'll just get laughed out of the classroom. So, right. <laughs> I, uh, I we're pulling for you. Here's what we like to do. I like to check back in with you at some point because I genuinely believe after the 11th of October, we're going to be talking to a serious, serious candidate. I think you are. I think you are. And you need to check back with me after the 11th because I can guarantee you, and this is what I truly believe, that when I take the mayor out, he'll never run for office again. And you know, and I mean it. Let's start the movement. Let's question no. authority. And it starts in Durham with J-Dub. Let's That's right. J-Dub, Jackie Wagstaff, thank you for joining us in the hideout. And best of luck. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Okay. Well, I appreciate it, and I thank you for calling me. You betcha. Here's the thing. As much as I want her to win, it will never happen. I want her to win so bad. Politics needs such... Everything she's saying is right. Yeah. But... But it's said in the wrong way. Well, not even in the wrong way. She's showing up... Well, to get... get, uh, Mainstream. Voted in.
She's offering T-shirt giveaways as an enticement. I think she's also offering, if you vote for her, a gift well under $10,000. <laughs> and she's showing up in bright orange Chuck Taylor shoes. Those are enough for me for me to vote for her. That's true. It's in the article. That's awesome. I, I'm pulling for her. Everyone who's listening on RealRadio.fm right now, vote for J-Dub. Don't write in that S. That's a completely different person. That's J-Dub's, and he's a I'll take show. it, too, though. Quick break. We'll come back. I'll come back with that Farrakhan tape next. Awesome. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Doctor, maybe an actress, but nothing comes easy. It takes much practice. Like, I met a woman who's becoming a star. She was very beautiful, leaving people in awe. Singing songs, Lena Horn, but the younger version hung with the wrong person. Got a strong one that sniffing up drugs all in the nose. Could have died so young. Now, look, welcome back into the hideout. Real Radio 104.1. It's El Jefe and Durham, North Carolina candidate J Dubs. No, that's J Dub. I'm J Dubs. J Dub is the one. Uh, the Wagstaff lady going for mayor. Oh. Okay, so welcome back into the hideout. It's El Jefe and the Dove. No, I'm J-Dubs, but not the hopeful for mayor. All right, I'm just confused at this point. Hmm. All right, TV... Uh, I'm t- just the most bland J-Dubs. TV Sky says, can I vote for the Dove instead of J-Dub? And then Villain asks... Is J-Dubs going to take taxes off of cigarettes, beer, and Mosex? Because he knows that he's well, down I, with that. I definitely don't think there should be anything taxed on Mosex. If Mosex is taxed, straight sex should be taxed. And I'm standing on that platform. Mo platform? Now you, Mo. you can vote for Tommy Bateman for president in 2006. I genuinely mean it, though. Hmm. I think we need more people... Like J Dub in Durham. I think it's. I just wish normal people with skeletons in their closet, like she said, she's been evicted a couple of times, she's had run ins with the law, she's not afraid to talk about it. I wish regular people can just come out and wouldn't be afraid to run for office because the it's just the same cycle of uh, rich human beings who are our leaders right now. Chunks, look up the uh, information on the guy in Texas running for governor. He's a Jewish cowboy, and he has a pretty interesting thing going on with uh, his whole campaign. Really? Yeah, it's, it's pretty funny and pretty cool. All right, book that guy. All right, I'm getting rumors that Jay Dubs was elected mayor of the Clear Channel Compound. Was I? I'm honored. Hmm. I'm going to... Stop taxing most sex here. First order of business. All right, I want to play that Farrakhan tape for you, uh, but first, Mr. Miyagi has a question. What's up, Mr. Miyagi? You're in the hideout on World Radio. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's, what's up, bro? What you got, dude? Hey, I just want to ask you a question to see if you guys agree with me. I was just uh, flipping through the radio, and I heard that uh, Nickelback song, Photograph, or something like that. Okay. 
I need to know if it's just me, if I'm wrong here, or if, or if I'm right. But is that song not the most homo song in the world? No. All right, now here's the thing. Occasion, we've actually done this a few times. We've uh, put it to a vote. Mo or no? We've done it with Britney Spears' Toxic. I think we did it with The Killers. Uh, somebody told me. All right, let me give a listen to this, Mr. Miyagi. Thank you, bro. It, no, no problem. It's awful. I can tell you that. I need Vicodin to like, continue on with this. Mo. Mo. Alright. Well, this guy sounded pretty good. Mo. I just don't understand the drops in the middle of the song. I think that's what makes it gay. Alright. If I have to have sex with a dude, I want it to be good. That's a fair request. Grab my junk again. Alright, he's talking about a photo album spread out on his floor. Yeah, that's pretty mo. No, <laughs> no dude has a photo album. I'm gonna make a collage out of all my photos, guys. Yeah, it's pretty mo. It, it I think. is. 407-916-1041. Does he start talking about the pictures in it? Like what pictures are what? This is one of those songs that was built for a music video because I'm yeah. sure I can see it where it's a whole bunch of um, photographs from a like photograph a where I'm stretching a dude out. We'll go in the middle of my collage. What happened to them? They had like their first album was pretty good. They're so middle of the road bland. I mean, they're they're like that atypical rock band that like you know every record label will push because they're safe. And they put out do most they have songs like Photograph. Do they have Leader of Men in there? That was a good song. Is that what he drank before the show? <laughs> I said Leader, not lead- Leader. <laughs> Is this Monster Magnet? Space World. It's Leader of Men by Nickelback. I'd actually, it starts out real slow, but it actually... um. Oh. It kicks up a little bit. But the sex? <laughs> Guys? Yeah, you're right. And they're Canadian, too, aren't yes, they? Yes, they are. Maybe we blame uh, it on that. Maybe that's exactly... All right, I got info on the Jewish cowboy. Apparently, Kinky Friedman and the yep, Texas Jew that's Boys? Him. That's him. What is this? <laughs> He's actually funny. He's got some uh, actual decent ideas. Satirical songs like, with titles like, They Ain't Making Jews Like Jesus Anymore, and A-Hole from El Paso. I booked that guy, Chunks. Yeah, we gotta get him. Alright, he's got a whole website, kinkyfriedman.com. Yeah, absolutely, I want this guy on the show. When does this song kick up? In a second, here it goes. Oh... Oh you got to catch me in the first at least 30 seconds. I like it because it has a little build-up. All right, now Destro says that this, <laughs> this song is queer bait. Come on. <laughs> Here we go. Now it begins to rock. That doesn't rock. Rock. 
I like how on Kinky Friedman's website, <laughs> he's only getting 29% of the vote. Like in the, <laughs> in the preview. Even, even, even at his own website, he can't win the election. Yeah, even in his own website, he's barely edging out Chris Bell and Rick Perry. Maybe I'm ready to take on dudes. All right. I wanted I'll to play down the pole and everything. I wanted to play the Farrakhan tapes. Actually, I don't know. This might be a perfect lead-in for Farrakhan. Okay, I can't even say this on the air, which you tied to me, Putin. I can't even begin to. All right, hold on. I think it kicks up now. When it kicks up, it still doesn't kick up. You know? I guess it doesn't ever end up kicking up. It gets. Like, they use more drums. That's about it. He doesn't get crazy or anything. I saw this band once. I've seen them a couple times. They're that that opening band that you don't mind seeing, but you aren't too psyched about it. They're like a Three Doors Down. Yeah. What's this? This is also Nickelback, apparently. This one doesn't suck so much. <laughs> I'm sure they'll ruin it in about 13 seconds. This is completely Beavis and Butthead. This is kind of <laughs> cool. <laughs> That doesn't totally suck. All right, apparently Kinky is on IMUS all the time. Oh, really? Oh, good. Let's get him. Uh, let's get him on the hideout then. Mm-hmm. We're friends with IMUS, or are we not friends with IMUS? I can't remember. I, I don't to tell care. At this point. <laughs> we have so many radio wars. Cosmic Circus, <laughs> Hooch. All right, quick break. We'll come back. We'll finally play that Farrakhan tape for you. God, this song is awful. What is this song? What's it called? Because of you. <laughs> Wait, you haven't been playing the same song for the past <laughs> ten minutes? I always I've heard this song before. I like the beginning of it till like five seconds from now, and then I hate it again. We should do this. Is this the same song you just were playing? No. I think this one's called Leader of Men. <laughs> Never again. Oh. Is this some kind of uh, Metallica cover? Yeah. Yeah, they went from like decent fan that just completely awful yeah this sucking. is this is completely loaded yeah oh. he's drunk again can you blame him he's listening to this crap <laughs> and he grew up in canada <laughs> i'm beating up my dude friend and having sex with him it's the hideout row radio little football <laughs> Welcome back into the Hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Nickelback. Apparently we're making people mad in the building talking about Nickelback. Really? Yeah. Find him. I want my full 15 bucks back for the CD. I really thought I liked that song, Leader in a Minute, until I just heard it again. I realized how much it sucked. (laughs) It's the worst. I saw them in concert, though. They are pretty good. No. I guarantee if you go see them again. Like in 2001, I think. (laughs) Are you sure it wasn't Sammy Hagar? Oh, I saw the Red Rocker, too, and he was outstanding. He mm. was great. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean it. Oh, so anyway. So you know there's a lot of stuff going on about the uh, the uh, New Orleans and Hurricane Katrina. Oh, yeah. However, I did not realize that there are conspiracy theories going on. Um... Especially one about the levees being broken on purpose. Oh, no. 
Not these already. It usually takes a while for these ones to form. Now, okay, am I? I thought he. I thought he was no longer the leader. Apparently, Louis Farrakhan is still the leader of the Nation of Islam. I, I thought, yeah, I thought that, that has been far past. Yeah, I thought that that time was up. I, I need some sort of a confirmation on that, because the source where I got this from. That's yeah, shaky for uh, news, but. But this is actually Louis Farrakhan speaking to, uh, I guess speaking to a crowd in Charlotte saying that the levees in New Orleans may have been blown up by white people. Oh, no. There was a 25-foot hole which suggested that it may have been blown up so that the water would destroy the black part of town. Uh, Wouldn't that cause some kind of noise or something where people have already gotten the word out? Now, I had heard nothing about this until today, and I'm chatting with Matt Albert online, Mm -hmm. and he said, oh, yeah, I thought you knew about that. I thought you knew that that theory was going around, Um, that that the levee was blown up by white people. Now, here's the thing. Well, I'm saying, if it was blown up, it was blown up by white people, but I don't think it was blown up. Here's the thing. I wasn't there. I don't know who it was blown up by, or if it was blown up at all. There's no pure facts to support it's been blown up, though. And I'm not going to go around yelling it's been blown up. I'm not either, because I'm not Louis Farrakhan. However, I also don't know for a fact that it wasn't. No, how, how would you know for a fact it was or wasn't? But the facts point to no, it was not blown up. Okay, and apparently... He is still um, the leader of the Nation of Islam. Yeah, Louis Farrakhan. I didn't even know he still had that gig. But then again, how do you lose that gig? You'd have to mess up. That's a job that I'd like. Yeah. What would you do as a leader of Islam? Not Islam, but the Nation of Islam. It's huh. different. Whatever. I don't know. What? What? What is the Nation of Islam? What is like the exact group? What is it? Hmm. I don't know. Let me see. I'm on. It's noi.org. All right, play that clip again from uh, Farrakhan. There was a 25-foot hole which suggested that it may have been blown up so that the water would destroy the black part of town. Um, I'm looking for a mission statement. There's not a mission statement on the website. There's a history. Now, is it is it just a certain church, or is it uh, uh, multi... All right, somebody help us with this, what the Nation of Islam is. 407-916-1041 and 888-978-1041. And don't call in with silliness. We're not complete <laughs> silliness. I, would I like, can imagine some of them. I would like some peppered facts, please. Jay, you're in the hideout on Real Radio. What's up, Jay? They said they heard a big boom. Whenever the hurricane was going on. All right. What the hell? What? He wasn't right. He wasn't. He was running a bit. He's the guy who was always laying on his Cheetos. Laying on my beanbag to have my Dugan hanging out, eating a bag of Cheetos. Hmm. 
I think you may have been serious in that case. Number nine, you're in the hideout on World Radio. What do you got, number nine? What's up, guys? Yo. Yo. Hey, listen, uh, if you ever looked at what Louis Farrakhan has done in the past, this guy, and he really is, he's a genius. Because anytime he falls out of the media spotlight, he lets it dwell for a couple years and he comes back with something like this. I don't know. I mean, I would say maybe he's a marketing genius, something like that. I don't know. I well, mean, to be in that that position, you have to be a genius of some sort. Well, yeah. he's he's pretty much just Jesse Jackson light. Yeah. Well, I guess it could be. Oh, hold on. All right. Thank you, uh, number nine. Now, Matt Albert says this is ridiculous. What do you mean? He goes next. He'll be saying that white people are to blame for slavery. Huh. Oh, wait. What? Who is this what? Louis Farrakhan? I only know him as... And why Louis, is he talking on AM radio? Louis Eugene Walcott, his real name. Um, all right, Destra says, Nation of Islam is basically black Muslims. Muslims. And that's what the difference is. And that's what I figured. Uh, is it Salah? Yes, it is. Hey, welcome to the hideout. What's going on? Yes, um, the difference between the nation of Islam and normal Islam is like, just like what you said. The nation of Islam is like black American Muslims. Okay. While Islam itself considers everyone like Arabs and South Asians and oh. other black people. So this is just like uh, the black sector of, uh, of Islam. Like the black faction, I guess? Yeah, and also one other thing that's, that's weird about Farrakhan is that if you ever read upon Farrakhan, his family is originally from Jamaica, and they are Portuguese Jews from Jamaica. All right, now so he, he's actually a descendant of Portuguese Jews. Now, he, and he has a whole anti-Semitic. He always has an anti-Semitic thing too, doesn't he? Yes, you can you can look it up because in Jamaica they do have a big Portuguese population there, down there, mm-hmm. what we call the white Jamaicans, and he is a his family is actually a part of that. Huh. All right. Well, thank you, so I appreciate that, man. <laughs> no problem. You know, I'm impressed that we have a listener named Salah. You always hear that kind of stuff, you know, of uh, these leaders of the complete polar opposite being born of what they oppose now. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, they hate them. They're Usually they're it's just self-hating. That, yeah, something that happened when they were younger that made them hate it so much that they, they're they driven to just rail against it. Exactly. It's very odd to me. See, I was, I was raised uh, Methodist. So you think I'd hate white people? Because that's the whitest religion you can have. Mm-hmm. It's also the easiest. It is. They don't tell you to do anything you don't want to do. I told you, that's my dad said. He goes, I'm going to be a Methodist because I can drink and smoke and have sex. It's a guilt-free God. He didn't even smoke. He just wanted to have that option. Why, why would you want to be restricted? All right, uh, James, you're in the hideout on Royal Radio. Hey, fellas. What do you got, dude? You guys remember Elijah Muhammad back in the 50s and 60s mm-hmm. when he ran the Nation of Islam. I thought it was fascinating about that. It was more, it's, it's not like the Greek Orthodox Church. I mean, it's more like, it's kind of like just a pro-black group. And the only difference between that and the Black Panthers really is they, the, the guise of Islam, but it's not really a religion. If you look, I mean, you remember when Malcolm X had his epiphany and he actually made a pilgrimage to Mecca at the end of his life. Yeah. His whole life, I mean, if you... The history of Malcolm X, if you see on film, is, you know, any means necessary, he's very militant, but he actually went to Mecca, and he saw the different cultures and races of the world living in peace, and he came back with, and he wanted to spread that message. Yeah. But that message doesn't make any money, so 
you know, it's a rumor that Elijah Muhammad actually had Malcolm X killed. So. Yeah, and and that's and thanks to the call, James. That's actually sadly the most I know about the Nation of Islam is from watching X, um, the Spike Lee joint on Malcolm X. That's the most I really genuinely know about it. Yeah, I really don't know a whole hell have of you, a lot. Have you seen that movie? Not in years. Mal- I think it's called Malcolm X. It's Malcolm it's, X, right? It's not just called X. I think it's Malcolm uh, X. The box says X, so that's what I call it. Uh, yeah, I saw 10 once <laughs> in uh, high school, and I fell asleep. Hmm. All right, basically, people are saying... I ran it because I thought it was a WrestleMania. All right, Drop says that most of Islam considers the nation of Islam a bunch of psycho-heathen retards. Hmm? Not in those exact words, of course, but... Yeah, I've just heard, I've heard this, that, and the other, and I don't know anything for sure. I'm not one to hear. I think all religions silly, to be honest with you. But when Farrakhan's going around saying that there was a, a big explosion, <laughs> or that maybe white people blew up the levees to wash out the dark part of town, I'll tell you what he's doing. Shock jock. That's, he's out there shock jocking. That's what he is. He's a big shock jock. Going out there shocking and jocking. Shock jock. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I play that Farrakhan clip one more time. There was a 25 foot hole which suggested that it may have been blown up so that the water would destroy the black part of town. Shock jock. Gerald, you're in the hideout on Royal Radio. What do you got, Gerald? Says for the most part, is that yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that one yeah. coming too. I've got your voice down, buddy. Now we know who you are. <laughs> this issue was funny. He didn't even try. It didn't seem as much this time. It sounds like he's at work or something. Yeah, because he was he whispering, whispering or something. He's got the same thing. You know the problem with, or it seems to me, and that's how we know it's him. Oh, you're getting there. You're smart, Chuck. Kenny, you're in the hideout on Road Radio. What do you got, Kenny? Hey, brother. I've been listening to y'all ever since y'all been new on this little time slot here. This is the Thank first you. time I called in. Thank you, man. Um, I'm going to be real with you guys on the radio here. I was watching uh, Fox News last night, and they, they also have this new guy on there who's the new leader of the Black Panthers. And he made a very strong point. The Nation of Islam is really not about anything else other than glorifying the... Uh, black culture mm-hmm. and um, back back to this levy thing being blown up um, I raised the question myself is mo- is most of the people that, that that are in the shelters right now are they black or are they just all Americans now, I want to know now here's, I don't know now here's the thing Kenny too I actually have a clip of that guy from the Black Panthers on Hannity Combs yesterday this the guy you're talking about the spokesperson yeah, he, he, he called him the devil I, I have that clip and the hold Why on devil <laughs> and that wasn't that funny yeah and here's the, here's the funniest thing to me Sean Hannity to me is a devil just period he looks like the fucking devil all right hold uh, on you, you can't, can't say that you can't drop the f bomb <laughs> but hold on he does look like the devil all right hold on Kenny if you <laughs> take we're gonna take a break and we're gonna come back and I'm gonna, I'm gonna play that clip where Hannity oh, where Hannity admits that he's the devil thanks for the call Kenny we'll talk all right, to you brother. can't use that uh that you get, language yet yeah. oh. I right, we'll take a quick break you we'll come back now. we'll pick this up and I got that clip of the uh, Black Panther guy. Getting handy to admit that he's the devil. Devil, damn it. And we have some people who are actually educated. One guy, a graduate of, uh, is this University of Michigan? Miami. University of Miami, 
majored in internal affairs, and his name's Boba Fett. So maybe he can help us. <laughs> Quick break. We'll come back. It's the Hideout Real Radio. Oh, and we still have news from Sir Gary the Prophet too. One hundred four point one. Yeah. Dude. Dude. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. 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 We'll continue the discussion on uh, the Nation of Islam. Yeah. And I got that clip from Hannity and Combs where the uh, Black Panthers guy gets Hannity to admit he's a devil. First, every major record label, you're in the hideout on Royal Radio. Oh, how's it going, hideout? Mm. Oh. oh, sorry, I, I'm squeezing another hit out. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think Nickelback is a great... Oh, yeah, that one sounds just like the other one. Yeah, oh. <laughs> Thank you, every major record label. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's get a little news real fast. We got the Hideout Headline Game Show coming up, but first. I want you to enjoy your best talk show I ever listened to in the Central Florida area. Thank you. Hideout News Director, Sir Gary the Prophet. Sir Gary, how are you, yeah, my friend? Good. How are you, gentlemen, this evening? Outstanding. What's in the headlines so far? Well, um, the, the white girl that um, uh, ran over the two little children, children here in the Central Florida area. The white girl? Life in prison. She's just going oh, to no. jail. Oh, she's not getting life in prison, just going to jail? Yes, sir. Hmm. Because she's white? I guess because she's white. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you yeah, you know what? You're right. Uh, and what's the other thing you got, Sir Gary? What else is in the headlines? Well, the hurricane's still in the headlines. Uh, oh, no. I guess we hit the Key West area. Yeah, you got any family or friends down there? Are they okay? Uh, no, sir, I ain't got no family friends down there. Oh, oh, yeah, family friends in the Orlando area. All right, well, very good. Sir Gary, where are you going to be appearing this Sunday? I knew Hope Property Baptist Church in Miller Dillard Street, Winter Garden, where Elegant Bletcher's pastor. You're going to go on every Sunday at 12 and 1 the public's invited. All right, we missed you, buddy. I hope that uh, hopefully you uh, we'll, we'll talk to you more often, all right? God bless you. Enjoy your program and keep up the work y'all are doing. Thank you, my friend. Thanks, sir. We're doing uh, Farrakhan's work. Yeah. All right, let's all right, let's talk to Boba Fett real fast. Okay. Because we're talking about the difference between Islam and the nation of Islam or what the nation of Islam is. Boba Fett, you uh, graduated from University of Miami, majored in internal affairs, international, in, in, international affairs. Well, actually, internal and uh, international business, but um, my major was in business, international business, but um, I wanted to chime in real quick before I hit this dead area. I'm coming mm-hmm. back from the Clemson-Miami game this past weekend. Nice. Um, basically, all religions are on both sides of the fence, whether it's Muslim, Islam, or um, Christian. They're, unless they're like the core religion, like Catholic, or um, like the, these diehard um for lack of a better term, these are diehard crazies over there blowing people up. All like the Baptist religions, the Seventh-day Adventists, the, the friendly um, Islamic religions, they're all, um, it's not the it's not from like the, the black and white print of what the religion was actually designed for. They, they mutated it and sort of created their, their own version of it. A lot of, a lot of spin, I guess? Yeah, there's a lot of spin involved. Like the whole King James version, he... The King James Bible isn't the real Bible. It's just a rewrite of the original Bible, and it's basically King James was afraid of going to hell. What? Yeah, wasn't this, wasn't this whole thing too? And thank you, Boba Fett. Wasn't this whole thing too that he he wanted somehow not to go to hell for like divorce or something? So he just kind of wrote that part out of the Bible. That's what I thought. <laughs> just because you rewrite a book doesn't make it 
I mean, if you are a true believer in it, doesn't make it any different. Sure, you know? it sure it does. Chris, you're in the hideout on Row Radio. What do you got, Chris? Well, what's going on, guys? That that guy wasn't very accurate on some of the stuff he just said. He, I, I thought I wasn't gonna have anything to say, but I guess I do. Uh, he was sort of right, but uh, basically the only difference between uh, like most of the religions, Christianity, and like what he was just saying, Islam, is they just don't believe in the Son of God. Hmm. Christianity believes in, in Christ being the Son of God. They see him as only another prophet, and they see Muhammad as their number one prophet or, or sort of how we would see Christ or Jesus. Now, what about the nation of Islam, though? How does that differ? On uh, the nation of Islam, that I can't tell you. I've, like, I grew up in, in Europe, so I know the Islamic part. And the right. nation of Islam, I don't know a whole lot about that. I've, well, thank you at least for admitting it, though, Yeah. <laughs> instead of giving us a fake answer. All right, hey, let's play this clip. Um, I wish I could say his name correctly because I don't want to... Butcher, butcher it. it. Nah, I'd give it a try. But it's Black Panther spokesperson uh, Haheem Zinga, I'm mm. going to say. And this is him on Hannity and Combs, I guess, yesterday. Didn't he uh, team up with uh, the big boss man and do the Twin Towers? Hmm? No? Was that a wrestling thing? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Uh, here's the clip of the <laughs> thank you for giving them to yourself. Here is uh here is I guess Hannity trying to quote unquote talk some sense into this uh the Black Panther spokesperson. Now my next question. He said that FEMA and the Red Cross is too white. Talking about and he also went on in one article said that he said whites aren't trying to help. Do you believe that? I absolutely believe it. I was in New Orleans yesterday and we went to shelters in New Orleans and visited our people. Also, we sent our people in the Houston shelters and we went to the city council meeting because we wanted to ask the mayor why all the people in shelters are yeah. black and what happened to the whites. Yeah. We found well, out let that me, the let whites me, let had me educate you because you clearly blacks are in the shelters. You so. clearly need an education. Number one, there's no mother wheel. Number two, there is no conspiracy mother about 9/11. The levees, sir, were not blown up. And let me just educate you about this. You when people, me when about people anything, saw sir. the catastrophe in New Orleans that don't have a racial agenda like you do, America responded so to their fellow this. Americans. In Alabama other. on your radio and show, donate, my leader called him and called you the devil and millions. that's who you are now. You think I'm a devil? You you said you were the devil in Alabama on your radio you show. You think I'm the devil? the devil? You absolutely the devil. I'm and the you devil. You need to know about a mothership. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> All right, rewind like the last 20 I'm seconds. The devil. Ah. Get to like the last 20 seconds. What is the mother wheel? I don't know, but uh, he he is right in a little little bit of it. That there, it there is a racial right? agenda. Uh, Hannity, Hannity or okay. Hannity. Uh, that there is a racial agenda on the Black Panther side, of course. But you can't ignore the complete opposite side because there is a racial agenda. Here's the thing, and I say this too. It's not like black people really have a whole lot of reason to trust. No, not at all. And so I think because of that mistrust, maybe tend to look a little bit further into things like mm-hmm. blowing up of levees. But when you had things like the Tuskegee experiment and just other things that have happened to what black happened Americans, there? then play the clip one more time. You the got whole thing? 
Just the last 20 seconds. I said the last and let me just educate you about yeah. this. You when people, when people anything, saw sir. the catastrophe in New Orleans that don't have a racial agenda like you do, America responded so to their fellow this. Americans, white, this. black, and In Alabama other, on your radio and show, donate, my leader, Colin Muhammad, calls you the devil, and millions. that's what you are now. You think I'm a devil? You, you said you were the devil in Alabama on your radio you show. Think you think I'm the devil? devil? You're absolutely the devil. I'm and the you devil. need to know about a mothership. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Now, Hannity, please don't talk over your guest. You know, have a little nice back and forth. I'm the devil. Ah! I got to find out what this mother wheel is because I want on it. Whatever it is. Allison, you're in the hideout on Row Radio. What do you got, Allison? Hey, y'all. Yo. Um, mother Wheel is Mother Earth. That's what he's saying. Oh, God. Not more of this Mother Earth. All right. I believe, on the, I believe in Mother no, Earth. No, I'm, uh, I'm just saying that I'm, I'm tired of people playing the race card because that's what they're doing right now, playing the race card. Like, black people hate white people. The government didn't do anything for, for black people. What about when we had three hurricanes come through Florida and Central Florida alone? And devastate everything. Do you know what kind of uh, FEMA? We got a two hundred dollar card for food. Mm-hmm. They're getting two thousand dollars worth of food and clothes, and having their houses rebuilt. Some of us are still sitting there with our roofs leaking, everything else, and they want to bitch and complain and use the race card. Well, I mean, like I said, Black America doesn't necessarily trust the government. And nor do I really, I actually kind of understand why. I mean, of course you understand why. And that, it, them getting, uh, you know, $200 compared to 2000 it doesn't make it more or less right that, you know, they ignored when uh, three hurricanes came through here. Exactly. I think you got to look at the two things separately. You can't say someone can't bitch because you've gone through something harder. All right, Bateman insists that uh, he's never broken his FEMA. His leg is fine. That's good. All right, Dubs, for 40 years between 1932 and 1972, the U.S. Public Health Service conducted an experiment on 399 black men in the late stages of syphilis. These men, for the most part, were illiterate sharecroppers from one of the poorest counties in Alabama and were never told what disease they were suffering from or its seriousness. They were told they were being treated for, quote-unquote, bad blood. That was the uh, Tuskegee syphilis experiment. Well, they were mad at people? No, it was not. Uh, all right. I just like that he gets Hannity to admit that he's the devil. All right. Um, I, re- I really want on this mother wheel, whatever it is. Mother E. Maybe it's Catherine wheel. Take a break. We'll come back. You don't remember that song? No. Yeah. Man. Maybe there's a wheel in the sky. All right. <laughs> I'm the devil. Ah! It's a hideout, Real Radio, 104.1. All right, welcome back into the hideout, Real Radio, 104.1. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. Um, solving the racial issues in America, the hideout. And you know what, Dubs, you and I really are. We're a start. 
a uh, white man and a uh, Latin man sitting together huh? in the same room. What's going on? Where's that happening? A that? white man and a Latin man in the same room Where? having these discussions. You and I. Who's the Latin? I am. I'm Mexican. Chicano. First generation uh, Mexican. I always thought you were joking. No, this is real. I'm Mexican American. El Jefe. It's all starting to make sense. Of course. What? Yeah. We... What's wrong? I'm starting to realize everything. There was doubt? Yeah, I'm realizing why everything has gone the way it has in our in our professional relationship. You mean great? <laughs> Look at us. We're on top, my friend. We're on top. Of what? There's not one thing we've ever been on top of. Except for each other. All right. <laughs> Bill, you're in the hideout on Rural Radio. What do you got, Bill? Hey, guys. Welcome to Central Florida. Thank you. I uh, I take issue with the young lady that called a few minutes ago regarding... Uh, no, she sounded yeah. completely sane. <laughs> I'm sorry? No, go ahead. What do you got? What did what, what, you take issue about? Well, I just take issue with the, her whole attitude about how... Um, how the folks in New Orleans are complaining about their situation. Um, I've lived in Florida all my life, and last year, yeah, it was pretty tough, but it is nothing like what's going on um, with New Orleans. Uh, these people aren't just losing their roofs. They've lost everything. There is nothing. Um, there's still not potable water. Uh, you know, $2,000 gift cards versus a $200 gift card from FEMA is because they didn't. We didn't get it as badly here as they did there. And, and, so, and, and, I take responsibility. And, and they they won't be able to get into their houses for a long time. In fact, they tried to go back, and then they're like, "No, wait a second. Here comes Rita. So uh, everybody leave again." Yeah, yeah you they're, know, they're gonna get spanked again. That's for sure. Yeah, and it's just it's a tough situation, and I. You, you feel odd. You don't want everybody dividing. This really is a time where you figure, hey, let's unite. But yeah. but questions do need, do need to be asked, I believe. Yeah, definitely. Definitely you can't just let everybody, you know, go crazy because of this. But it's a time for everybody to come together and work at one common goal. Listen to you, you hippie. Global warming. It's the reason. Gulf's two degrees warmer. Why don't you go uh, hug a tree? You fairy. Where are you going? Hug a tree. Oh, yeah, he's hugging the palm tree back here. Now, you know what, though? That was kind of precious. All right, Kenny. Kenny. Yeah, what's going on, man? I, you know, I was just telling people I love talk radio. Why is that? <laughs> Why is that? Hey, because I get to express my opinion, and I'm a very opinionated individual. All right, tell you what, Kenny. Here's what I'd like to do. If you can promise not to drop the F-bomb... I you know what? I solemnly promise to never act ghetto with the F-bomb on your show ever again. Well, trust me, it's yeah. not a ghetto thing. All right, here's what I'd like to do. All right. I almost drop it every five minutes, so don't worry. I feel you. I feel you. Now, what do you, you uh, want to? Now, what, <laughs> what did you think about Hannity uh, admitting he was the devil? You know what? The Equitu Ocha himself can say whatever he wants, because basically here is here's my complete opinion. Number one, I believe a black man in America must work twice as hard, twice as fast, and twice as long just to be as equal as any white man. Now, that's just a personal opinion, mm -hmm. and, and I try to fulfill that opinion every day. However, based on what is going on in the Louisiana-Mississippi area, because people are not even mentioned in the state of Mississippi, mm -hmm. um, I don't classify people as black, white, Puerto Rican, they are poor 
people. Yeah, and it's true. There are a lot of just... They are poor people. And when I was watching everything that went on, I also noticed that there was a newspaper published in Louisiana three years prior to Katrina hitting. It basically detailed everything that was going on to the T. Mm -hmm. It said that people that relied on public transportation, uh, uh, Medicare, and basically waiting on that monthly check to come through and buy their prescriptions are going to suffer the most. Right, you, know what, you know what, Kenny? This is what I'd like to do. And, I, and I'm serious about this. In D.C., we had a quote-unquote leader of uh, our black listeners, blackness. I know where you're going with this. Chunks, congratulations. You are the new leader of our black listeners. No, 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 no. Hey, thanks, hey, dude. Because I, I said this, and I've said it before, and even going back to the Farrakhan thing, I think black America needs a good, strong spokesperson. Hey, Putin, congratulations. Kenny, this no, not Putin. This oh, is, thank, thank you very this much. This is what I want, Kenny. I want you, I'm going to invite you into the hideout to be the official spokesperson I will do that. for black people in Central Florida. So much so that I want you in your first um, appearance live in the hideout to take on the angriest white man in Not Central Florida, Putin. I want point-counterpoint Putin versus Kenny. Kenny, hold on. We're going to get your information, and we're going to set it up for later on in the week. I'm not going to call it a race war. I'm going to call no. it a dialogue with Putin exactly. and Kenny. Hold on, Kenny. We're going to, Putin's going to get your info. Invite we, Kenny in. We can do scat in here? No. That's different. You said something about logs. You've got mail. Yeah. Hmm. Remember we had the debate for the uh, leader of the Negro Nation? Yeah, that went well. Blackness, Mantan, Matt Cuba. Albert, Black Albert. <sighs> Boy. Hello, this is Captain Tulu. Actually, we had the best one. The blackness blackness was great. The blackness's problem was he would always disappear for a while. He would disappear for literally months on end, come into the hideout, have just an epic appearance for like an hour and a half, and then disappear again. I kind of liked it, though, because he didn't overdo it. That is true, which is always good. I was thinking about him today because I just remember when uh, Halloween Goddess was in the studio, he called her Booby Girl. <laughs> and for some reason, that just popped into my head today. All right, let's talk to Bob for a second. Bob, you're in the hideout on Royal Radio. What do you got, Bob? Hey, gentlemen, how you doing? All right, dude. Um, I, I would like to first make a point about why there's always going to be a racial divide in America. And then if you can give me because a minute after human? that, I will put it into perspective. All right, a minute's a little long, but make well, it quick. Well, not a minute, but I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. I'm a white man, and I, I can Congrats. honestly come forward and say that we screwed black people over for a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. you know, and, Traitor! <laughs> Traitor! And, and, and basically, I mean, we have, we have kept them down for so long that there is this, there's this uh, attitude that black people have towards whites that it's, it's very just because we have we've done them wrong for so long. Mm -hmm. Now... That's why there's, that's one of the reasons why there's going to be a racial divide. The other reason is, is because as a white man myself, uh, because of that divide, because of that maybe animosity that, that black people may feel towards, or it's not all, but some, some may feel towards me, mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't invite them to maybe my Thanksgiving dinner. If I didn't know them, right. you know, say that some, some strange, you've been to CD parts of town before, would you like pick one person off the, off the side of the street and invite them to, for Thanksgiving dinner? Only if he was hot. Yeah, but go ahead. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, <laughs> the same person, wearing? The, the same person that I found downtown in a bad part of town, say that they had a car accident and they were wounded. Mm -hmm. I would absolutely stop and help them. Right. That's the difference. 
when those firemen and when those when those police officers, when those uh, National Guardsmen went into New Orleans, they weren't talking about uh, inviting to Thanksgiving. They were there to save lives. Right. And I believe that. So, I mean, I think people play the race card too much because, yes, in, in social settings and, and as far as dividing us as people, as, as working together, that's always going to be there. And I don't know if it'll ever stop because you cannot undo certain things. Yeah, and you're, and you're right, Bob. Thank you, bro. As a white man, I understand what he's saying there, um, that, you know, we know how bad our ancestors have treated black people. And then at the same time... You, you feel the animosity back now from black people and you don't really get it because you weren't there. You don't know how bad the, how bad we put them through. And, th- and that's what, that's what's funny too is that like with, that's why I always find the whole affirmative action like discussion funny. Almost amusing to a point where people hate affirmative action because for so long here in America, White people, and and it was people in power. It just happened to be, because whoever has power oppresses. Mm-hmm. Let's not lie. And let's be honest that here in America, it was white people. And it still is. still continues to be white people with power. However, for so long, the people in power, who happened to be white, oppressed those who didn't have power, mainly people of color. Mm-hmm. Okay? Why would they be angry if we impressed them so much? Oppressed. Huh? So, for so long, this for so long it happened. Even so far as the back, just a generation ago, like Kenny's parents. Mm-hmm. I don't know how old Kenny is, but Kenny's parents, growing up in Florida, probably had to do things at separate areas than maybe Putin's parents had to. Yeah, it's only what one generation back, probably. Right. So maybe for so long, for this bit. separation happened. And then just finally, in this last generation, as an attempt to maybe try to make amends as to what happened. You had this reversal in what is affirmative action, which pisses the current generation off, dubs, Putin. I don't know if it pisses you off personally, but, you know, 20, 30-something white males. The thing is, what uh, most people of my age, white kids, they just get, they get confused on why there's the hate still. And they don't understand it doesn't go away overnight. And the funny thing is, I guarantee if in some states in the Union, if you uh, put racism back on the, I mean not racism, but uh, slavery back on the vote, it would get voted through in a couple states. Yeah, it would get get voted through. And that's the point is that I didn't do it or it wasn't, I'm not the person who held slaves, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I know that. And that's why I've said this before. It kind of sucks being a white dude in America. No, it doesn't. Well, like like a liberal white dude uh, in America, because you kind of have to pay for what your ancestors did before in attempting to uphold these things like affirmative action that are trying to level the playing field. Attempting. A playing field that was so uneven for, what, 250 years? Yes. And now we've it's going to take more than one generation. And now we've had maybe 30 years of something like affirmative action? Where it's not even really overt. I mean, it's basically, hey, you're black, so we'll give you a couple extra points in your application to a university. I thought you were going to make some kind of basketball joke, and I was, no. gonna, I was going to smack you down right there for it. Yet that is enough to piss off white folks to no end about affirmative action. I mean, to yell and scream about it. Here's the thing, you can yell and scream. If you were black yelling and screaming about not being able to get into school in the 40s, 30s, 20s, you got strung up. What, they did drugs? No. 
killed. Oh, strung out. Yeah, killed. Mm. And that's why you don't have it so bad right now. Because you can bitch and moan about it, and you don't have to worry about someone grabbing a noose and putting it, uh, you know, putting it into your life. You don't know me very well, then. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying just, to figure it out, and I'm you just, go with it. I'm just going to avoid I'm going to pretend that wasn't said. I don't even know what that was. You'll find out later. <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll come back. And I'm, I, I want to thank the previous caller for just being honest. And some people just can't be honest with themselves about what happened in this country and how we're just slowly trying to remedy a little bit, a little bit as to what happened previously. And some people just are willing to, uh, I don't know, willing to go, unwilling to go there, I guess. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Um, yeah, Matt Albert brings a good point up. Whites don't like affirmative action because they're being forced to do something. Well, no, that's not even true. They're not being forced to do anything. They're literally not being forced to do anything. You're helping other people out. Essentially, you're helping other people out. I don't know. But still, with all the affirmative action, Matt Albert can't get a job. <laughs> Matt Albert is jobless, <laughs> sexless. <laughs> He finally got his driver's license. They finally had to give it to him when he turned 21. It's a hideout road radio 104.1. All right, welcome back into the hideout road radio 104.1. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041, star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. Coming up. We will uh, do the Hideout Headline Game Show, hosted by Putin. Ooh. Yeah. First, we're going to wrap up this discussion on race. Because people have been on hold for a long time. They want to talk. Jonathan, you're in the Hideout on Real Radio. Go ahead, Jonathan. Hello? You there? Well, I think America is the greatest country in the whole world. Okay. Uh, okay. And I don't think that this Hurricane Katrina thing is as bad as people are blowing it up to be. Just because it was a highly populated black area doesn't mean that George Bush hates black people. I think George Bush actually loves black people. I love black yeah, people. Yeah, did you see him hug him? Yeah, he does. He gives hugs. He's got, got a couple friends. George Bush doesn't care about black people. That's not true, Kanye. Kanye, it's not Kanye true. Kanye West is an idiot. I take responsibility. Just, just say what you mean. Call him the N-word. Do it. No. Right. Give me a pass. No, I'm not giving him a pass. And I hung up on <laughs> he him. He was going to. He was going to. He goes, all right. All right. All right. <laughs> he jumped right at it. Oh, my God. Jesse, you're in the hideout on Rover Radio. What do you got, Jesse? Hey, you're a good soldier. Listen, I wanted to just mention, you know, I, I hear a lot of people talking about how they're discriminated against, things like that. Now, social issues, social, social issues aside, uh-huh. um, Strictly from the standpoint of a person who employs people mm-hmm. and hires people, my 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 opinion of people is based on four very simple things. It has to do with attitude, professional image, deeds, and results. Nothing more, nothing less. If you got those four things going on, I don't care what you look like. Mm-hmm. You're you're going to work out for me. Right. If you don't have any of those four going on, I don't care if you're black, white, whatever. You're gone. Yeah, and that's uh. Thank you, Jesse. It's part of uh. That's the that's the corporate way of looking at yeah. it. Yeah. 
That's definitely the corporate way of looking at it. The only problem with that is that at some point, and this has to do with economic status too, people who come from poorer parts aren't necessarily, they don't have that kind of training to succeed in what Jesse is looking for. Well, Why don't they just pay to go to a nice school then? They don't have money because they're poor. Well, they should go to school then. They don't have good schools. Well, they should get some. (laughs) Hmm. Okay. The thing about affirmative action that always makes me laugh with uh, white people is whenever they see a black person, they always assume it's affirmative action. Yeah. Any time a black person has a nice job, it's always, yeah, well, I'm sure there's a few white people more qualified. I've heard that about me. And actually, it's well, probably it's true. true. Yeah. 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 Scott, you're in the hideout on Rural Radio. Ah, that's tough to follow. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Hey, great show, guys. Hey, I just, uh, I just, a question on this affirmative action thing is, you know, you always hear about it, it's always a black and white issue, but, you know, my, my question is, is, is we had a race of people here in this country that we almost annihilated and had to take this country. And the, the, I mean, the American Indians, you never hear peep from them. No, you uh, do. They're doing really well in the American League Central. Uh, they beat the Cowboys last night. <laughs> so, actually, they're not doing too bad, apparently. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, and that's an amazing... We, we can argue that all. I mean, that's a whole... That's a whole nother awful thing in America's closet as far as skeleton goes that people just refuse to acknowledge as well. We Thank- gave them casinos. What else do you want? Thanks, Scott. <laughs> yeah. That makes up for wiping out your entire race. Nice piece of land. We'll call it a reservation. Hmm. Don't leave it. Don't you dare leave it. You start coming out here <laughs> and mixing with us. Uh, we'll remind you once again. Stay away from our daughters. But we but we have a right to yours, and we're just going to take her. Oh, of course. Oh. June, you're in the hideout on Real Radio. What's up, June? Well, gosh, I heard all those other callers, and I just don't know where to start. But, you yeah. know, you have start to Start at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, the beginning's always a good point. Well, but you have to consider that for 250 years we've been ingraining the Afro-American people with their um, inferiority, meaning that for 250 years we've been telling them that they're less than we are. Right. And so you still believe it. No. Yeah, they're starting to internalize that definition. Hmm. Okay? So the affirmative action is there to try to compensate for that. However, it's going to take more than 30 years or or two generations. That's what I'm saying. That you can't do it in just a couple of generations. That's yeah. what, and that's yeah. why a lot of the white people of the new generations don't understand where the black culture is coming from and why we have to level the playing field. Because I, I honestly believe this, June. I don't know if you agree. I honestly believe, and I'd like to believe in my heart of hearts, that give it three, four generations, let things kind of play out, uh, continue to help and level the playing field. Hopefully, after three or four generations. Things can genuinely be better, but and it, it is slowly getting there. And you're beginning to see progress, but it's not the level, level playing field that whites insist it is right now. Just after the 30 years in the civil rights movement of the 60s. But you have to admit it's an effort. It's not. It's, it's the beginning. Not because because you don't have a living wage in this com- country, and it's not so much about the racial issue. It's about the socioeconomic issue where you've got the poor people 
sending their kids to school, and neither parent is home when they get home because they have to work two or three jobs. Mm-hmm. And so they don't get the quality time with their parents or the intellectual stimulus or the scholastic support that they need. Uh, yeah, there's so, a, the, there's... so the point is, it's not a, an issue of race. It's an issue of class where the, the, the people who are poor are the ones who are being targeted here. And here's the thing, June, it's actually an issue of both, because the majority of the people who end up being poor, a lot mm-hmm. of times, end up, it goes racial issues, too. And it's, it's I, li- I don't like it when people say, well, it's a ra- it's an issue of money only, or it's an issue of this. This or that, it's uh, it's both. They're tied. They're connected. Now Alex, the P- rocker agrees. Now Alex PCS, who is a black man, yes, says think about it from a black man's point of view. Uh, would you want to be at a job full of uh, at an office full of people who don't want you there? He goes, affirmative action is also a double-edged sword. <laughs> I've lived that life, man. I called it the edge. I called it. Huh. Uh, all right, you know what? We talked about racism. We did it almost for an hour now. Yeah. Thank you to Farrakhan for starting the discussion. <laughs> and, look, we're not going to solve it all tonight. You're not trying hard enough, then. We'll leave a little something for tomorrow. In the meantime, let's move on and give out some prizes. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041, star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. In fact, our own little bit of affirmative action. Uh, minorities to the front of the line when you play. <laughs> so make sure you let Putin know if you're black, if you're uh, Latino, if you're a woman. White people, you get Gays? At, you get at the back. All right, gay people too. You're up front. Hideout headline game show hosted Filipinos. by the hosted by the angriest white man in America, Putin. Next in the hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Welcome back to the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Time for you to win prizes. The Hideout Headline Game Show hosted by Putin. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. From what I understand, we have tickets to the UCF Marshall game this Saturday. Ooh. We got uh, tickets to see Queensryche, Black Label Society, um, Henry Rollins, all at separate shows, all at the House of Blues, Ticketmaster.com. Nice. And some DVDs. So if you want to play the affirmative action edition of the Hideout Headline Game Show, minorities to the front of the line. Yeah. And apparently yeah. everybody online so far is a minority. Yeah. I forgot it's radio. And, so we uh, can't check them. There's no way of verifying. Yeah. Ah, whatever. Everybody gets an equal chance here <laughs> in the hideout. All of you with phones. With those it's, cellular phones that are getting so popular. Uh-huh. Um... That everybody has, actually. All right, here we go, J-Dubs. I saw a beeper. Hideout Hotline Game Show. Let's uh, let's play the open. Do we have to? Yeah. Oh, God. Isn't it a new one? Welcome to the Hideout Headlines Game Show, where we find out if you know what the hell is going on. I still can't believe they gave me a whole segment to myself. Those suckers. Hey, Tommy, is this thing still recording? All right. Uh, it's awful. And um, give us different game show music, please. My butt hurts. Yeah, this is awful. All right, headline game show, five categories. World, national, local, sports, entertainment. 
You choose which one you want. Once that one is chosen, it's taken off the board. We start with uh, Glitch. You ready, Glitch? What's going on, guys? All right, brother. Here's Putin. Uh, Which category would you like, Glitch? Let's go with sports. All right, sports uh, off the top. Here is Putin. All right, sports, but uh, true or false, the Detroit Lions have likely lost a player for the rest of the season. True or false, the Detroit Lions have likely lost a player for the rest of the season. J-Dubs, beloved Lions. Uh, That's true. You know what the hell is going on, sir. Congratulations, Glitch. Hold on, you're a winner. Apparently, cornerback... Fernando Bryant. Fernando Bryant... Yeah. ...lost for the season... With a nasty clavicle break? Uh, dislocation. What's, what's going on with the uh, the lions and the shoulders? It, the that's... shoulders break like crazy. Hmm. You're trying to shoulder the load. All that level of suckitude on those shoulders for so many years? Not a single Super Bowl? Maybe that's what it is. How about those Redskins? Why be racist? Hey, I'm just trying to level the playing field. That opens up a phone line, 407-916-1041. Move on to James, Hideout Headline Game Show, sports off the table. So do you want world, national, local, or entertainment, James? Uh, We'll go with local. All right, local news with Putin. Go ahead, Putin. All right, local news. This is multiple choice. An Ocala Homeowners Association Association recently lifted its ban on housing what kind of people? Was it A, gay couples, B, pedophiles, C, aliens, or D, Katrina refugees? Ooh, that's a good one. What do you think? A, B, C, or D, James? Um, we're going to go ahead and go with uh, B. Pedophiles? You sure. don't know what the hell is going on. Go away. Uh, oh. Locked. They ought Beat to be so mean. Cram. There's no reason to be so What was it? It was Katrina refugees is the correct answer. Hmm. So they said they didn't want any, re- not refugees, but displaced Americans coming into Alcala. Is that correct? Uh, no, just the one neighborhood, the Homeowners Association, said that families there would not be allowed to shelter uh, victims of the storm. That's classy. Well, I mean... I think we had a caller from there earlier who was ready to drop the N-bomb, so... Hmm. The Chunks? I got a problem with N people. Come on. Stop it. Stop, Chunks. First the Redskins thing, and now that. All right, Andrew, you're in the hideout on Real Radio. You ready to play? Hell yeah. All right, so we're uh, local and sports off the board. What would you like? National. National news. Here's Putin. All right, this is a true or false... uh, True or false, fights broke out at a Sacramento mall, forcing it to be closed as people tried to buy the latest Barbie release for the holidays. Okay, I'm hoping this is false. Uh, It sounds stupid enough to be true. What year is it? it, I know. It sounds like it could be true. What is it, Putin? Did he answer? It's true. true. You are incorrect, sir. It is false. Thank God. Oh, he got you. Thank God. They were fighting for new Nike Air Jordans. Oh, they just came that's out. This is bad. What's this? Ninety three? I can't believe that people are still fighting over things in stores, especially Air Jordans. Shop online. Or wait. <laughs> yeah, you that? can't wait a week for the next shipment to come in. Call you need those shoes now. Call your buddy in San Diego and have him buy them and ship them up to you. 
I'm just waiting for those ones with the pumps to come out. They had those already. How about the ones what? with the lights in the back? That was in 96, maybe even earlier, maybe like 91, the Reebok pump. I've heard of these new ones. Are you sure? They're called black tops. I cannot wait. BK, black tops. All right, going back to the clavicle broken by the Detroit Lion. Mm-hmm. Turns out those clavicles break so easily because they get driven into the ground so hard by the other team. That's the actual update from the Detroit Lions medical staff. No, yeah. that's the update from Matt Albert, the unfunny, <laughs> jobless, sexless. All right, let's continue on with the Hideout Headline Game Show, Real Radio 104.1. Putin is your host. We have world news and entertainment news left on the table. We've only had one winner so far. Very surprising. Go to Michael. Mike. I thought Mike was hosting the game. Uh, anyway, go ahead, Michael. You're uh, you're on the air with Putin. You're yeah, right? I got them new Jordans. Are they, you? Are they cool? Hell yeah. Are they worth fighting people for? I don't know about that. Yeah, exactly. All right, here, you want world or entertainment news, uh, Michael? Let's go with the entertainment. All Hold right. on, before we do that, how how much do the new Jordans run, run for? I bought mine for 110. Jesus. I mean, actually, I remember when they were like 140, 160, so 110 isn't really all that bad. But every year you have to buy the new pair. Yeah. All right, and uh, Filet Mignon brings up a good point. They still make Air Jordans. Aren't they old man slippers by now? <laughs> no. Nah. No, they're not. All right, here we go. Uh, entertainment news for Michael from Michael. All right, this is a fill-in-the-blank, but I do have a hint for you. What highly annoying pop song was played nonstop over a high school's PA system and was only stopped when the students raised enough charity money for the Katrina victims? Hint, the drive was called Stop the Bop. What was the name of the pop song? Uh, I think I'm going to have to go with WPRK is a lot better than real radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank Got you. Keep on going. Wait, hold on. Let him go. No, well, this is a, this is one of those. Got him. This is a fan of Hooch, and this is uh What? I want to give him uh, some airtime. This is Hooch. Hey, this goes out to my girl, Sam. What up, girl? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're doing a real good job pimping WKRP. Uh, yeah, repping that Rollins Radio 1. <laughs> All right, we got a game show to play. (laughs) Wondered how crappy radio can be. Tune on to Hooch on Thursday mornings. Thursday mornings, W crappy. I like how a former intern started a radio war with us for a college show. Apparently, she's on some the hardcore message board. Uh. Saying to call or something for the war or whatever's going on. And what I enjoy is when people call the war when an actual war is going on. Yeah, that's always <laughs> nice. Because this war really means something when people are dying. By the way, LA Gear's coming up with the new joint, so look for that one. LA Gear always with the nice. the hottest skin. What was it was Umbop, wasn't it? Yes, sir. Alright, I got the entertainment one. Thank you to me. <laughs> Congrats. And finally, Dubs, let's wrap up the Hideout Headline Game Show with Dave. Dave, you're in the Hideout on World Radio. You ready to play? Yeah. All right, here's uh, Mikey. All right, Dave. This is a multiple-choice question in the world category. What a gay name. <laughs> 
Rebels in the Darfur region have captured a town. They have seized an entire town, a United Nations spokesman says. Here's the question. In what country is the Darfur region? Is it A, Chad, B, Central African, African Republic, C, Ethiopia, or D, Sudan? All right, that's a tough one. You're asking people about Africa. Uh, okay, can you name the town? The answer is Toto. The four. <laughs> the four. Mm-hmm. Darfur is the region in this country. Uh, Chad. No. Uh, it's actually the Sudan. I could have swore it was Toto. I mean, remember in the video when he's playing the big guitar? Sky Kid, who's really funny, brings up a great point. Too many people are dying in these radio wars. No blood for ratings. No ratings, period. For either. <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll come back. Well, I thank our boy Zeppelin to stop by with some food tonight. Making our mouths house. burn. And you got the hot wings. Oh, boy. All right, it's so the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. All right, welcome back into the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. Um, Hot Heather is here. Brought us some Taco Bell. And thank you. And also uh, Zeppelin here who brought us Wing House. It's a regular Tuesday night buffet. You know, I'm I'm loving the listeners bringing food up here. Mm-hmm. We gotta teach them how to spread it out so we have it all week long. Because yeah. it always comes in spurts. Hmm. Um. We tried that back home. It doesn't work. Yeah. There's some sort of law, I think, uh, for it. Murphy's law, I think, actually specifically says that all the food will happen in one. Are night. we gonna get arrested? Possibly. By the way, Matt Albert says he's never going to say anything bad about the Lions again because Dubs cuts deep. <laughs> you go right for the jugular. What did I do? Just calling him out for having no sex, no life, no... Yeah. No home. sense of humor? Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. Um, This comes from Chris. Hafe, big fan of the show. Uh, just one thing. What does the crickets in the background mean? When anything bombs or is not funny, so you should hear a lot more than you actually do. You get the crickets. It's usually when Chunks talks. Mm-hmm. Or Daron. Even when his name's brought up. Yeah. Where do you think that even started? What radio guy came up with that? You think it was a radio guy or just that's like, you don't want, the program director doesn't want dead air. <laughs> so instead of dead air... What happens when uh, it gets silent? All you hear are crickets, man. By the Play way, the crickets. Speaking of stupid radio things, I want to play it now, but I almost feel like we should break and come back and do it justice. Okay. We have this clip of this... Uh, it's more than a clip. It's a chunk. Of this, of this guy in D.C. <laughs> who worked at our old radio station. Still does work there. I guess he still does Kinda. work there. I, I shouldn't even set it up. Yeah. there's a, It's just a great piece of audio. We'll explain it all when we get back. Basically him begging for a job. 
Or his job back. Or to or keep the job or something. <laughs> I tell you what it is. It's it's rule we're gonna play this for you and we're gonna relate it not only to radio but to real life. It's number one not to do ever if you lose your job. Like this is what doesn't work. There's actually audio. Uh so it's even better. We'll take a break, we'll come back. And uh, we're going to have a little fun in the hideout. Real Radio 104.1. I was searching for something I could not describe. So I stared at the sun. All right, welcome back into the hideout. Real Radio 104.1. 407 Star 104.1. On your singular wireless phone. <clears throat> All right, so Dubs and I, before we were here at the Great Real Radio 104.1. Legendary. Um, we were at WJFK in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. A series of events happened, uh, including the flipping of a uh, rock station to Spanish, and three shows having to come to WJFK that eventually <sighs> led to us coming down here. Um, just shortly after we left, someone took over Saturday night. Yeah. They've been doing college radio for a very long time. And, uh, the higher-ups heard the show, Dug decided it. to give it a chance over at, uh, WJFK on the weekends. That's where we started over there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, see how it worked out for them. And then when our buddies Ron and Fez left for XM, Channel 202, the Peter Rosenberg show got to do nights for a little while, just kind of filling in. Mm-hmm. I guess they did it for about a, three weeks or so. Yeah, probably three weeks of uh, the Rosenberg show doing nights. And then I guess the higher-ups uh, at Infinity decide they want to give two guys a shot. Maybe Syndication-wise. Just give them a, a, a test. Two guys, maybe you heard of them. Colin Quinn and Nick DiPaolo. Colin Quinn, of course. Very funny people. From Saturday Night Live. Tough uh, crowd. He had that show. Same with Nick DiPaolo. He was always on there. You see Nick DiPaolo. He he's on the circuit right now, doing a lot of uh, a lot of stand-up things. So they're they're two very funny guys. Now, whatever the case. All right. So these guys were given a shot. Mm-hmm. Now look, here's the thing. In life. When you get fired from a job, or when you get a job taken away from you... Or reassigned in some way to a, to a position that you weren't, aren't as happy with. The last thing you do is raise hell over it, I think. I think. I mean, you can raise hell one-on-one, personally. Yeah. You can go out with a couple of your work buddies and bitch about it while you're drinking. That's fine. But when you're at work and when you're trying to get back to the position you once had, you got to be cool. In fact, oh, remote control. I forgot Colin Quinn. He was on remote control. He was the uh, he was the um, host. No, he was the announcer. Yeah, the prize winner. Okay. You've won a Samsung video recorder. You know, with Kari yeah. Were. So here's the thing. When we I said the Nintendo game for remote control. When we got reassigned to JFK, we specifically went on the air and said, "Hey, look." Let's try to have a little class in the hideout. Don't email huh. management. Don't email and heckle the shows that follow us. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with them. Have a little class. Uh, we, had a, we had a great show. 
do us a favor, and leave everybody alone. Yeah, because it's not anybody's fault in particular. Yeah, it's a series of events that happened, okay, that led to that point. So this guy Rosenberg, apparently, does what I think is the worst move you could ever do. He goes on his personal website and posts an audio rant, which we have, running down management and Quinn and DePaulo. When I heard this, I was just cringing so much. It was like, if he was in front of me, I'd give him like just the cool down sign. Just cut it short. This is, this is A, number one, what not to do, first of all, in this business. But then secondly, could you imagine if someone in their regular job, like you gave the example, Dubs, uh, when we were talking off the air, of like a, a dude who worked at a car dealership. Yeah, it's like you get fired from a car dealership and you decide you're going to send an audio message to all your uh, your former uh, customers saying, if you come back to blah, 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 Chevrolet, you will not be buying cars from me anymore. So email my managers and tell them, you want me to come back and sell you cars. It would be the stupidest thing you've ever heard of if it actually happened. Because the worst thing you could do is get your, like, our heretics. God love the heretics. Zeppelin, I never want you emailing management. Ever. Not even to say positive things. Not even if, if the whole body of the message is just high. I don't want it. Yeah, leave it alone. You know, let the management do what they're going to do. And especially if something, because something eventually will happen to us, and we'll give, the, we'll give the same spiel that we gave at JFK, have some class, leave the show that comes on after us alone, because it's not their fault and it's not their problem. And secondly, you emailing management isn't going to change anything. The decision has been made. And the funny thing is about attacking the next show that comes on that had nothing to do with it, uh, it's like... It, they they are there trying to entertain these people. They come there trying to provide a service and have fun with these people. It's like someone comes over uh, to, uh, you know, someone is a world-class yo-yo person, and you come out and kick him right in the yo-yo. He's, he's sitting there trying to entertain you with his yo-yo, and you kick it. Hey, the guy who spun yo-yo before you was better. Well, he's not Stupid here. Stupid yo-yo guy. He's not here. I'm here with my yo-yo. All right, so let's play this clip from. All right, it's, it's the hideout. Nice Real, yo-yo analogies going on here. It's the hideout Real Radio 104.1, and this is a clip from Peter Rosenberg. It's on his website. <laughs> he actually puts this on his own website. <laughs> All right, play the clip and it just to have the douche trill, douche chill drop ready. Always do. All right, here we go. Yes, that's right. The Peter Rosenberg Show on WJFK. My name is Peter Rosenberg, obviously. Oh, uh, can you I pause real quick? Thank you there. for stop it there. <laughs> Did he just open it up like it's a break, like he's on the air? Yeah. Hey, it's Peter Rosenberg, WJFK. Now it's Peter Rosenberg on PeterRosenberg.com or whatever. PeteRosenberg.com. It sounds like he's not, like giving the eulogy for his best friend. Well, you know, Pete Rosenberg Show was a good guy. He uh, he'd probably o- he would probably open up. The uh, eulogy, like it's a radio break, giving out the phone numbers and everything. <laughs> Do you think he does that everywhere he goes? Like, hey, it's Peter Rosenberg, uh, WJFK. I want a quarter pounder with cheese. I will maybe uh, that's just... Supersize it. And, 
Yeah, it's me, Peter Rosenberg, WJFK. How much is my total? If you have any questions, 202-432. Well, you don't. I look. (laughs) I'm not here to run down the guy. I want to play his thing as an example of what not to do. Putin, you're an intern. One day you're going to have a great radio show. One day you will get fired. Trust me, it happens to every single one of us. Even when you're there and you think there's no way I can get fired. Don't do this. All right, play it to me. For for, uh, for everyone's support right now, we know that people are disappointed and that WJFK has decided to give Colin Quinn an opportunity at this time slot. I am less than, than thrilled with it, but I, I do believe we'll be back. That said, mm. if you want to support us and do anything you can, the best way to do that is to contact WJFK oh. or uh, or the higher-ups at Infinity Corporate. Um, and that's all available. If you on the message board, here's, everyone's posted the proper... Here's Joel Hollander's email, so good luck with that. Flood it! Lock it up! That's the worst thing to do. You you are not going to get your job back like that. And here's the other and thing. And you, you just said how confident you are that you're going to come back. Not after you do that. And here's the other thing, too. Imagine if you got some crazy listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Zeppelin. Who... Really love the show and will do anything for it and bring it food every week and are a badass listener and then maybe take it a little too far. Now you've encouraged these people. You've incited them to do something. And if they do decide to do something crazy like shoot someone or, you know, stab someone, not you, Zeppelin, you would just maim them. Yeah, you'd you'd blind them in one eye. Right. And if they do something like that, it falls back onto you. All right, so... All right, right now he's asking to email. Email addresses. Um, that's the way you should go about it, is emailing people and just letting them know that you don't approve of this. And that, you know, putting I do not approve, sir. white conservatives on the air isn't isn't being rebellious. That's that's what they keep saying. Uh, Quinn and his lackey, they, they, they constantly lackey. talk about how... All right, hold on a second. Let's stop it there. This is Nick, Nick Ab- DiPaolo is not a lackey. He's a very well-known, very well-respected comedian. And it's just, this business is so small. And I guarantee if if Peter Rosenberg stays in this business a while, he's going to come across Nick DiPaolo sometime, come face-to-face with him, and what's he going to say? What's up, lackey? Or a friend of Nick DiPaolo's, or a friend of Colin Quinn's, who may be in power somewhere else. At least Nick DiPaolo's name is on the show, unlike the other... No name co-hosts on the Peter Rosenberg show. I don't run down Rosenberg. I'm just saying that that's it's kind of hypocritical saying that Nick DiPaolo has so his lackey. name on the show, whereas it's the Peter Rosenberg show. This isn't about Rosenberg. This is about what not I'm to do. I'm just saying it's, though, it's, it's, he's just trying to make a make a uh, distinction on I'm why it, why it shouldn't be a lackey for DiPaolo if he's not going to give billing to his people. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. They're they're these the white guys who are gonna tell the truth. Everyone's scared to tell the truth. It's so oh it's so incredibly impressive to be white conservatives and talk about your white conservative ideals on the air. I'm I'm so impressed. We've never had that before. Brand new to, to, to talk radio. So I mean you don't need to call up and heckle and heckle them. Let them do their show. It's bad enough First as classy it is. classy thing. But, you know. No, didn't you no. hear oh, the that he has to give it the backhand. Rewind it just a little bit so we can hear the backhanded uh, thing he did there. Because I ca- stepped all over it like a douchebag. That's what they keep saying. Uh, Quinn and his lackey, they, they, they constantly talk about how they're, they're these, the white guys who are going to tell the truth. Everyone's scared to tell the truth. It's so Oh, it's so incredibly impressive to be white conservatives and talk about your white conservative ideals on the air. I'm I'm so impressed. 
We've never had that before. Brand new to, to, to talk radio. So, I mean, you don't need to call up and heckle and heckle them. Let them do their show. It's bad enough as it is. <laughs> but, you know, let the power. <clears throat> the funny thing is about this whole thing, and I'm not trying to run down Rosenberg with it. Douche chill. But I'm not the greatest orator in the world. But I know if no. I'm pre if I'm pre recording something, I can edit it so I'm not stumbling the whole damn time. That was pre recorded? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. It's, That's horrible. It's not on the air. It was never on the air. Oh my god. He, he put that up on his website. That was just on the website? Yes. <laughs> That's awful. Oh my god. Alright. Play it some more. Howard <laughs> WJFK and Infinity know that you're not going to stand for another boring show that's doing the exact same thing everyone else is. And not only that, they're not from D.C., they're not in D.C., and they know nothing about D.C. All right, that's, first of all, I hate that argument. No matter where you go, they're not from here, they're not about here. Uh, people want to be entertained. And, people, the, and a person coming in wants to entertain the people, and uh, if they're funny and whatever, it's going to work out. People just want to be entertained. That's it. So you don't watch Leno because he's in L.A.? Or you don't watch Letterman because he's in no, New York? No. I'm waiting for a local man to be doing my 1130 funny. So, you know, that's all I have to say about it. I have nothing. I have no personal problems with their show. It's just completely boring and original. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. I mean, Come on. The, what we do here is something Don't different, and we're that. rough around the edges, and we make mistakes. There's no doubt about it. But this show is unlike anything else that's being done. There's no other show. And 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 if to say that we're wishy-washy liberals or anything like that, I mean, this show is more edgy. I'm more edgy in an hour than they'll be in their entire career. Okay. We're edgy. What uh, we do is edgy. It's not edgy. No. Hold on a second. No. Are you telling me Colin Quinn, who wrote for... I believe he wrote for Saturday Night Live. Has he ever watched any of Colin Quinn or Nick DiPaolo's stuff? And saying that they are edgy, and here's the because other thing. they may lean right. I don't even know if that's their political views. And you don't sit here and you don't run down. Oh my god! Especially two well-known comedians who have had television shows. And will carry you a new one if they ever want to. Edgy to be white and conservative. That's not. I didn't think that was edgy. But we appreciate your support, and we're going to try to get some audio clips up here on the website. Please give us more. Never heard before every night. <laughs> give so us something more. Something different for everyone to hear every night. We'll but play it every night. PeteRosenberg.com. You're obviously here right now. Go to the message board. Find out who you need <laughs> to email. Uh, it's all up there for you. And let's 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 not let this happen. Let's <laughs> let's get this show back. But we will be back. And if nothing else, we'll be live on the air Saturday night from six to ten right here on WJFK. Thanks. What the hell does white being white have to do with being edgy or not? White and conservative. What the hell is that? Uh, if you, Idiot. If, if you are white and you lean right, you cannot be funny. There is something totally not funny about your political views. Oh Wait, you aren't talking politics? You're just being funny? Huh? I still don't like you. Oh, that's another thing, too. Message boards. Uh, you know what? I'm not even going to go there. I don't even understand. I Look. Here's a little clue for all of you budding broadcasters, because a lot of you, you listen to this show, you want, you're going to school for it, you're sitting there, you're screening phone calls right now, one day, so you can be the angry white man on the radio, be edgy. <laughs> no, you're not, you're white, you can't be edgy. 
Whitey, have a little class. Just a, a smidgen of class. How can a saltine cracker be edgy? Bobo, you're in the hideout on Row Radio. What's up, Bobo? Hideout guys, long time no here. Yeah, it was what's a friend, up, Bobo? Friend of ours through uh, Ron and Fez. Yeah, yeah. What do you and got? I gotta say, I gotta apologize for Jews the world over <laughs> half of Peter Rosenberg. That is the whiniest piece of nonsense I have ever heard. <laughs> Thank you, Bobo, for apologizing for entire. Is it race or religion? Uh, well, I consider it to be a race. All right, for an entire... If Nazis hate you, you're a race. Thank you very much, Bobo. Good to hear God from you, buddy. You, boy. All right. <laughs> we'll take a break, and we'll come back. Jimmy, you're in the hideout. On Hello, Jefe Jetas. I, it was so sad to hear about Rosenberg. It was so awful. His show was very informative, what? very entertaining. Why Why did you like the show? Because it was for free. On the radio. <laughs> what the hell is that? I don't know. We'll take a break. That was uncalled for. Jimmy. Yeah, go to the message board and tell them that you won't stand for this. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Oh, you girl. You try to buy love with diamonds and pearls. I'm the type All right, welcome back into the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. 407 1041, star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. I'm getting a ton of e- emails about what Rosenberg. What are they saying? I'm not reading them because they're all very hateful. And I'm uh, not- I, I, thought, I thought maybe the army was attacking us now. <laughs> I just I want to say hello to Moose Nose from Whackbag and also Icebox who are listening, and I'm, but I'm not going to run anybody down. I'm not here. Send them to me. No. I'll read them and actually make them worse. Why'd you take that last call, man? It was horrible. <laughs> Nothing ever good comes from that guy. Jimmy? He's yeah. a nice guy. I like him. I'm fond of him. <laughs> He's fond of you. I just don't... I don't get going on and... Yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me. And that's the planning that, to, jo- to get your job back to... It kind of shows you how much radio means to people. When they're on it. I, that's what I talked Remember when I mentioned this before, where I said people who are in this business will do anything to hold on to this job, mm-hmm. and and they'll even go take a job in a smaller market just with the hopes of getting back. Mm-hmm. And I was actually talking about our buddy Shafee, and people thought I was talking about Drew, and called up and talked about it. You know what I mean? And we're trying to give us crap about it. Like, no. That's just anybody in radio. How do you know I wasn't talking about us? Anybody in radio, this is what radio does. Mm-hmm. You, you get bit to, by the bug. And you can't let it go. And I understand. That's why I have a tough time of even running down other radio guys. Mm-hmm. Even a Rosenberg, because we were there in a situation, kind of. Yeah, I mean, we we were very parallel to the situation for a while there. We were very parallel to what Drew's situation was. Uh-huh. We're all bit by the bug. That's a different bug, and that's different things. Mo. Mr. Hughes, you're in the hideout on Row Radio. Yes, I think you guys are just terrible. You and Rosenberg should do a show together called The Sucky Sucks Show that should be uh, not on WJFK, the finest station ever. Ah! All right, now you're just trying to... Come on. I don't think that was a Mr. Hughes from the WWE. 
<laughs> I don't think he was either. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, I want to talk about, I don't even know if I want to talk about Shafee or not, our other radio friend. Why not? Does he listen online? No. Of course not. He doesn't take the effort. Because he's, that's his problem. He's one of our best friends. He's one of my best friends. See, he's, not, he's one of he's been our friend for a long, long time. I think that's why we can talk about it he's and the, feel safe about it. Here's the thing: he's going on message boards in Michigan, trying mm-hmm. to asking for jobs. Message boards that we used to make fun of when we worked out there. It's all the same thing. You know what? I'm hearing, I'm talking very inside about radio stuff, and I just, I don't know if it's translating. I could talk about radio all day because I love radio. I love radio. I love being on the radio. Since the age of 16, it was all I ever wanted to do. This is the most fun ever. It's the greatest job ever. It's just filled with a bunch of idiot douchebags. Like, just a lot of them. The majority. They always like to start stuff, and uh, like just take the the hardest road possible. The, I would say the percentage of people in this business who actually have class is under ten percent, and the majority of them are insane egomaniacs who mm-hmm. think that the world cannot go on without them. We well, work. Why with do you those? say that? Yeah. Here's a little thing. The world goes on without you. Mm-hmm. If uh, if for some reason this whole station got blown out and replaced by other people, everybody would be pissed off for a while, but the station would go on. Dubs and I, here's the thing, and Dubs and I were fortunate in the fact, first of all, we've had a very long journey, mm-hmm. sadly, together, and it'll probably continue to be together, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Because mm-hmm. I really would like another radio partner. SBK, hook a brother up. Um, he's not crazy. He's seen my pain and suffering. But you and I thought we were untouchable in Lansing, Michigan, and we yeah. got fired. And I'm getting like, oh God, what's gonna happen now? Getting fired humbles you, mm-hmm. and you realize life goes on without you. Hey, guess what? Lansing, Michigan's still there. Mm-hmm. Hey, guess what? The station. Wait, <laughs> no, they aren't. Well, that station is actually gone. It couldn't continue without us. <laughs> WJFK is still there, and if no, we'll continue to be there. Hopefully, it never happens. Hopefully, we're at Rural Radio forever. But if for some reason we're gone, this station will continue to go on. Mm-hmm. But it's just a bunch of idiot egomaniacs for the most part, who are who think they're a lot more important than they are. Because when you sit in these chairs, you feel important. I don't. I'll be honest with you. I'm sitting right now hanging out with buddies. I'm hanging out with Zeppelin, Hot Heather, you. I forget we're on the radio. When I sit in those chairs, I feel we backache. Are? They're all broken. <laughs> yeah. It's tough to feel like you're important yeah. when the internet doesn't work. When you're sitting on a throne of nails. Here's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to log into MySpace. And it's just not working for me. <laughs> all right. Enough about radio. Seriously enough about radio. Why? We're having fun. Yeah, has anybody else noticed too? My MySpace has really been acting up lately. I'll tell you this. Mm-hmm. I'm bored with it. I think I'm done with MySpace. I think it's time to move on. How many friends do you got? Like 400 something. Got to get to 500 before you quit. You got fi- 428. You got to get to 500 then. All right. You can't quit at 428. All right. Somebody help me get to 500. 
MySpace.com slash El Jefe 7. Now I get to 500, then I quit MySpace. You've tried to quit MySpace before. When Rupert took it over. Yeah, that lasted about... What, 20 minutes? Yeah, I gave it back in. Rupert Murdoch apparently is in a little bit of trouble. Over what? I don't know. There's this whole crackdown apparently on obscenity that the FBI has started. And then they say the majority of it is... On Fox TV? No, it's uh, Murdoch. And I guess he owns DirecTV with a lot of porno channels on it. Oh. And I didn't even realize he owned DirecTV. No, I've been spending money with him for a while now. Mm -hmm. God bless him for that NFL network and... It shows you. NFL Sunday ticket. Most people don't have convictions. All they want to do is make money. Porn, right-wing talk, Fox News and comments. It's just all about making money. All right, I'm going to take a break. Chunks, you continue. All right, no problem. Uh, I'd like to make a phone call if I could. We really do need to get a break, though, so I can't really talk for long. My life started, I was born in a blizzard, in the bowels of a mountain, in upstate New York. It was a rough day. I guess not really for me. They took my drop machine away, so I can't even really hit drops either. I don't even really know what happened in the last segment, because i got to produce the show for Hendry. He's got a great special guest, though, and a lot of crazy callers. A lot of callers doing funny voices. I don't know uh, what kind of idiot would call up doing a funny voice. Because uh, I think that sucks. And there's nobody on the board over there either. I guess you can't really go to commercial. Everybody's eating over there. So, I'm not. Who, who's that? So we're just going to go with Real Radio 104.1. Why must you guys do this to me? Why do you do this to yourself? Hey, shut up! I know that's you, Putin. Alright, well, you can keep talking anyways. Uh, Mousetrap Gauntlet. Coming up this Thursday. Right before we go to Chillers. I should be in a great mood to do it, too, because I'm going to have welts all over myself. Should be a lot of fun. Especially can't wait for one of those things to hop up and grab my, uh... My hua. There's nobody in the dump on this, so i got to watch my, uh... My mouth. Can't really say anything bad. I don't really know what should be dumped and what shouldn't be dumped, so, uh... What was that? Oh, look, they're back. Hey, thanks, guys. I was an idiot. Yeah. Oh, well, that was fun. What? I don't want to keep going. We gotta go to break. We're late. (laughs) Henry's gonna get pissed at me again. Stop. (laughs) Yell at me. Sorry, that was over. Yell at Henry! 104.1. I'm doing it! Welcome back into the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. It's El Jefe and J Dubs. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. J Dubs, I've said it for the longest time. Mm-hmm. You and I are essentially children. Uh, we're 13-year-old dudes. Making gay Min- bits about Freddy Krueger? Yeah. 
Mentally. It's very childrenish. Are you sure that's not real? Childish. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we have the vocabulary and understanding of the English language. We all speak good. As if we're uh, seven. Hmm? But I saw the greatest website. I, I thought it was the greatest website. It's something called Word Count. And it's not working right now because it was on FARC.com. Ah, uh, that can kind of boost up the hits on it. And so I think it's literally being crashed but i was on it earlier this morning and basically what it is is it ranks in order the according to them the most used words in the english language like i think at a 86,800 most frequently used english words ranked in the order of commonness the was number one i do remember that because as soon as you go to the website the a, and all those are in the top five. Of course. So what would a 13-year-old do? Type in swear words? Exactly. <laughs> so I typed in swear words, and I have them and their order. Okay? And I wanted to compare and contrast. It was a little bit of a social experiment, if you would. Now, I'm going to have to be careful, because apparently the alphabet uh, is bad. Mm-hmm. But uh, the D word for junk, okay? Dugan. Dugan. But the other one. Yeah. The other white meat. That is 5,336 as far as the most commonly used words in the English language. Actually, that's probably pretty high. It is, considering that there are 86,000, almost 87,000 words. Mm -hmm. It's very high. On contrary... Penis is 10,871. I wonder what's the last word. I didn't think to look at the last word. Mm. And it's crashed right now, so I can't look it up. Ah. I, I'm telling you, we would have had a blast with this thing, except for the fact that it's been run down. But I at least went through and got the dirty words. I think the last word's chunks is bung. <laughs> no one wants to talk about that. <sighs> I just boosted it up a notch. Vagina. Mm-hmm. That. 16,307 in the ranking for most commonly used word in the English language. Hmm. Now, the awful, awful word for oh, that area. The, the word for that area and the worst word you can call a woman? Yes. That okay. word can't undermine natural talent? Yeah. 18,600. 36. Yeah, yeah. So that's still pretty up there when yeah. you think about it. Yeah. Now Tommy accounts for half of them. Yeah, Tommy's really the one that's bringing those numbers up. Actually, I started cracking up earlier because a friend of mine, this woman, actually called another woman that name. Hot. While she was on hold to get her computer fixed. Hmm. Now, the, um, the place where you go to the restroom... My girlfriend? No. Oh. That both men and women share that part. The oh. the, the bad part. Mm -hmm. Um. Forty-two thousand three hundred thirty-eight. That that's way down there. Oh God, no more. Um, for blank hole. Yeah. Okay. Now, here's a funny one. Uh, the newest word that apparently you can't say on the radio, 
Uh, I think we can give the initials for that one. GD. Mm-hmm. You've got mail. You've mm. got mail. Delete. You've got mail. Delete. You've got mail. Damn You've it. got mail. I'm being flooded. 39,430. Most commonly used word in the English language. Now, the... Now I went, then I was going down and I was comparing. All right, the big, the mother of all curse words. Yes, granddaddy. Uh, the Manson of curse words. The one that's in between E and G. Mm-hmm. Five thousand five hundred ninety-eight. I would think it'd be higher. I would because too. Because there's so many uses for that word. Oh yeah, it's a great word. You've got mail. Mm. That word can be a full statement in itself. Oh, yeah. Anytime I hear... You've got mail. I say that word a lot. <laughs> but finally... I want to right now. Out of all... I really do. I know. Because I'm look, I, when, I, when I wrote it on my list, I, I had to censor the list so I wouldn't say the word. Because <laughs> I was like... Okay. I'm not even looking at the list right now because I do not want to say it because I know me. And I'm retarded. Now, here's the word out of all of them that I looked up. That was the most commonly used. Now, maybe there was another one that was more commonly used as far as a swear word goes, but of like a nasty, nasty swear word. Mm-hmm. Um, I was almost to say, do you want to guess what it is? But no, never mind. <laughs> it's the word in between R and T. Okay, so think of the letter in the alphabet between you R and Blank T. UV. And that one is 4,499, most commonly used word. Noah! Uh, I can't. No. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Most commonly used word in the English language. Uh, Chunks is going to try to get somebody from this website to talk to us. Because it's really a very cool website. It's set up in a very neat, interesting way. And there are about to be there are like conspiracy theories already going on around it. Yeah, no shirt in here is white. No shirt in here is right. Is You've white. You got mail. I right, please got stop mail. you're killing me. All right, now Matt Albert, see this is why I knew this would be fun because Matt Albert brings up a great word. I wish we I, could look it up right now. That I want to type in, but I just it's not working right it's now. It's crashed. The website has been crashed because it was on fark.com. We'll take a break. We'll You've come got back. Mail. All right. Yeah, I changed my shirt. It's the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. Hey, Are you guys crazy? Alright, welcome back into the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. Thank you. Ironically, a whole lot. compliance. That last segment. <laughs> Much different on satellite. Speaking of, I got pictures, I guess, from Ron and Fez going to uh, XM. Yeah. Of a former producer, former intern's poops. Mm-hmm. Oh, you haven't seen that yet? No, that's no. the first time I've, I've heard about him. I haven't. With everybody from Channel 202 on there uh, looking. <laughs> the funny is the look everybody's giving her. Like, why? Yeah. Stop. What are you doing? Do you I, have any respect? I, what is this? <laughs> no. What is this? Hello? Hello? Who's this? This is Putin. 
What are you doing? I didn't want to use the microphone anymore, and I don't have my headphones. So I called myself and put myself on hold. You were weird. That makes sense. Do you really? So you, you're on hold listening to the show? Yes, on two lines. I couldn't figure out how to get it down to one, but I need two. What you do is you put yourself on hold and then just use your one phone that you called in with. But I called from this phone. That's the cool thing. That's not cool. <laughs> yes, it is. You're retarded. And what is this about you typing to me in the phone screen software? I have to go home and play my new EverQuest character, Tuttle. I have to level him up. Uh, we haven't had much of a chance to play lately. Yeah. What I'm wondering is if you hang up on Putin, will it hang up on both lines? No, he's still on the one. And Tommy Bateman just sent Damn. me an IM. On my phone, by the way. You have the instant messenger in here. Yeah. It says, what a freak. Yeah. You talking freak? about Keisha or Putin? Both. Freak boobs. Ginny, you're in the high dive radio. Yes, uh, good evening, guys. Good and, evening. And good evening to you. Welcome into the hideouts. Oh, thank you. Um, I must have come in on the tail end of your topic, but I'm mm -hmm. assuming it's on um, um, foul language. Yes, kind of. And if you look back um, over the last 20 years, I think um, a lot of things were said with a lot of power using the F word. I don't think that was ever um, such a bad thing. So I'll put that out there saying that if you really have something to say and you want to make a case and you want to make it strong, you can use that word and it gets the point across quite nicely. Hey, I got I to completely agree with you. Yeah, it's a good word. I'd love the, in fact, I love it. It's my favorite of the curse words. It is, and um, and it has a lot of different ways you can say it without actually saying it. Yeah, well, don't do not do any of them because uh, no, we're, we're on I'm the public. No, I'm not going to. Hey, what's your story, Jenny? Well, I'm just really, I'm just kind of, like I said, I got on the tail end of the, uh, no, the but topic. Like, but what's your story, though? Like what, My story? Well, are you laying in bed right now listening to the radio? You at work? What are you doing? No, actually, I, I work in a, the legal field, and um, I went out had a couple of glasses of wine tonight at a place in Altamont, and you know what wine does to your mind? It makes you... Um, Horny? Well, it makes you that. It makes you other things. It does make you horny a little bit. No. A little bit, yeah. But I I, now, it what, makes you more um, contemplative. You think about things and you you kind sex? of reflect on, you know, everything. And, and I think shock, um, shock. I think the point of my my call really was for to, a date. Sorry. Shock, shock. For a date. Say it again. A date. No, God, no. Hmm. no. Something starting with D. Nothing with a D word. Mm. Oh, so you like. Other stuff. <laughs> no, Something that starts with C. I'm, I'm really calling about... Um, B? T. Uh, the, the generation now. The, the, the Do you eat milk duds? I say the 20... Shock jock. All right. <laughs> Take your drunken call somewhere else. <laughs> Why now? <laughs> I'm not putting up people who want to give us the origins of curse words. As... As fun and interesting as it may be, I can't even, can't even take suicide. The, can't even take the chance. <sighs> They're words. Can you imagine? Think about this for two seconds. A society that's afraid of words. Just ponder that for a moment. The funny thing is, we were always taught growing up that sticks and stones will break your bones, but words will, words will never hurt you. Yeah. 
but that tends to be the thing that people are most afraid of. Words. You know why? Because words, I guess, apparently can lead to ideas. And when you start thinking, well, then... Uh, the I pe- think Power Man 5000 said it best. This is what it's like when words collide. I think it's worlds. I've been singing it wrong this whole time. <laughs> Get Spider One on the phone and let's find out what it really means. See, it's words. Alright, see, <laughs> listening to me talk is what it's like when words collide. Yeah, they're, they're just, just they're just all together because saliva keeps them together. Yeah, garbled they're together. Bound, garbled, they're bound together by spit. Garbled together in a saliva soup. <laughs> That's J Dubs. Could you imagine if you put out like your own <laughs> alphabet, like soup or something? A B C G. It'd just be <laughs> the D and the A would be stuck together. Wait. Oh. <laughs> I'm talking about Saturday nights. <laughs> All right, now Hooch. You've got mail. Hooch is, <laughs> Hooch is talking trash about her and her Rollins college friends who have started a radio war. Beat it. All right, we've, Scram, we've bitch. Take, we've taken on the likes of the Cosmic Circus. Dot com, who is infinitely more talented than you. They really are. That is, I think the Cosmic Circus has to be the most talented internet radio show. It is. It's a shame, too, that mm-hmm. he doesn't have a radio job. All right. I think he posted something on his website about uh, to email the people from WJFK to get him his job back. Now, he has been doing that for a long time. Well, there are two, there are two really talented radio shows on the internet. You got the Cosmic Circus, you got the Craig Coleman show. Oddly enough, they hate each other. Which is no. They're at war. Dropping bombs. Actually, you know what? I'm beginning to wonder if maybe the really good radio is on the internet. It really. It, a lot of it is. Hmm. Bobo, who called earlier, has a radio show, doesn't he? Ah, uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I love Bobo. Be I nice. Oh, I'm just kidding. All right. Well, I want to thank Hot Heather bringing us Taco Bell tonight, mm-hmm. hanging out, gracing us with their beauty as usual. It's always fun. When are we going to get topless Taco Bell? Yeah, and what happened to that fried chicken bikini you were talking about last week? I'm still working on it. And the bean beaver. What happened to- <laughs> What? Are you talking about my mom? What is that? Thank you to Zeppelin who came in, brought us the wings as usual. It's beginning to work his way up to being the top heretic here in Central Florida. I was thinking about this. Where'd Giant Brian go? He was like the original. Yeah. He got uh, knee surgery. Oh, did he? Oh, that's right. Because I, I see him on the IM all the time, but I hadn't He's seen him. He's holding pain pills. That Remember, son of a bitch. Thursday night, Friday night, it's the Thursday night open door policy from 9 to 11. Then we all head to Chillers for the official hideout after party hosted by Tommy Bateman, where whoever brings the most buddies with them wins a prize. Valued at way less than $10,000. Well under $10,000. Well under, way less. It's backhanded either way. Hey, do, who wants to go to the Blue Room tonight? <laughs> we going to the Blue Room? Dubs, you going? Maybe. Let me think about it. All right, that's a no. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to see if SBK wants to go to the Blue yeah. Room. Yeah. Because if he, if he does, you want he's driving. <laughs> uh, That's why you wanted me to go. Yeah. You wanted the party bus. 
Can I take yeah. your car? No. Come on, dude. Nope. I'm, not, I'm on to you. I'm just getting straight to the point with SBK. I'm not uh, I'm not asking if he wants to go. I'm just asking, do you want to drive <laughs> to the Blue Room? And we'll see what the Soul Brother says. Hey, I had fun tonight. I don't know about you guys. It was a blast. It was a good time. Thank you, everybody. Ran the gamut. Anybody who came in and called, we talked some politics. All right, I guess I'm not going to the Blue Room. SBK can't make it. Ah. Uh. I guess we'll wait till next week. Actually, we're definitely going next week because we have a photo shoot afterwards. Oh, yeah. Well, wait. I think I got moved to Wednesday. Never mind. Where are you going to be? I'll be just getting back that day. I'll have a lot of stuff to do at night. <laughs> that no. sounds wrong. Buddy. No, you're going to go have sex. We have to do a photo <laughs> shoot. No, I'm not. I have to take care of my dogs because i got to basically come right here after I land. All right, guys. We'll see you tomorrow for a Wednesday night uh, hideout. Wake up with our buddies. The Monsters in the Morning, Shannon Burke Middays, Phillips File. They're uh, holding down afternoons, and we'll see you at 7. Don't be ashamed to entertain listening to The Hideout on Real Radio 104.1. Remember, if you're not outraged, you're not paying attention. And remember, always talk good. Quick. Question authority and stay classy, Orlando. We out, bitch. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. I'm the devil. Ah! Shut up, cup. Beat it, Graham. J-Dubs is the worst person in the world. 5,000. I'm Sharks. I'm a homo. Oh, I got big food. He took it like a man. So did I. Dogs. Because yeah, 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 I'll be yeah, smacking yeah, my hoes. Yeah. I'll be smacking my hoes. 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 I'll